0: This episode of the Sunspots Comics Podcast is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Cryptid Zoo. Cryptid Zoo is a t-shirt line uniquely infused with augmented reality and inspired by cryptozoology figures like Bigfoot. It is designed by artist and owner Julian Meyer and check out the amazing unique shirt designs at cryptidzoo.com. And don't forget to use the promo code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you will get 25% off your shirts. Again, that's www.cryptidzoo.com.
1: You're looking for a place where your love is shared the same. For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow. Well,
0: look no further, friends. The adventure never ends. We will save the world somehow. It's Sunspots Comics now. Now, what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove my friends are gonna try to move your feet you see i am wonder mike and i like to say hello or to the black to the white the red and the brown of the cripple and yellow but first i gotta bang hello and welcome we are groot you're listening to the sunspots comics podcast issue number 111 111 covering the new comic books that we read that came out on new comic book day june 14th and this particular podcast has been infected by red kryptonite, so anything can happen. Right, Jables?
2: just means we're powerless, if anything.
0: Right, <laughs> or if you watch Smallville, you just get like...
2: You get cool.
0: You get cooler. Yeah, we
2: get cool, and we get a motorcycle and, <laughs> and a leather jacket.
0: So anything can happen. Who knows? A leather jacket. I'm your host, Chris Latour. He does, he, has a
2: leather, he gets a leather jacket in That's that true. episode. That's true. And he, like, gel. And sunglasses. Gel in his hair, all of a sudden. <laughs> all of a sudden, he's like... He, he, like, you know, it's too cool for, for Lana and... Just
0: leaves right. her alone for once. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's anyway, so episode. that's Don't what we're saying. <laughs> Anything can happen. We've been infected by Red Crippenite. I'm your host, Chris Latori joined by the other half of our dynamic duo and my trusty crime-fighting sidekick, my son, Justin Jables Latori How you doing, Jables? Ta-da! <laughs> thank you so much for joining us yes you the listener here on the sunspots comics podcast where we recommend to you an amazing list of fresh brand new comic books to read every single week please never miss an issue of the sunspots comics podcast by just subscribing and following us on instagram twitter facebook xbox live at sunspots comics and check out our youtube page at youtube.com slash tophilat so tell them jables what is our podcast all about uh, if you just want to
2: hear two dudes talk about new comic books and how much we love them, uh, then you are in the right place. Or maybe uh, you've been wanting to start reading comics and you're just not sure where to start, uh, then you could, uh, we're, you know, come into our perfect nerdy hands. Um, or if you've been reading uh, since, I don't know, World War Two, Yeah. <laughs> Creator. Um, we, um, you know, we like to, you know, tell you what's good. What's in yes. the biz right now. We're, you know, we're the... We invented the lie detector test, I guess is what you're saying, in, this, in the script. I don't know. I'm reading your script and just totally, <laughs> nice. like, not... I
0: didn't think you'd stick to it. I was just saying, since the Wonder Woman... You <laughs> tried
2: to throw me off.
0: <laughs> I actually have here since the Wonder Woman creator uh, invented the lie detector test, if you've been reading since then, and you just want to save some <laughs> he time tried and money.
2: You're trying to confuse me with this with script. Um, anyway, um, and you just want to know what the best comic books are, so you can just save time, save some money, then yes. uh, Sunspots Comics Podcast is definitely for you. Uh, You know, we we like to uh, infuse some positivity into the comic book realm.
0: Well said. There's enough negativity out there, right? Well, you're not going to get a lot of that here. So, a couple of thank yous. Thank you first to Nick Papa George for making our Sunspots Comics theme song. Please check out his music at... Uh,
2: Nicholas Dell Music. Facebook.com slash Nicholas Dell Music. He's also on Instagram. Dell. I yes,
0: and Solution, right? You saw Solution, yeah, Solution, Solution live in concert. Solution band on Instagram.
2: Uh, yeah, they were great. Uh, <laughs> I think they're playing tomorrow for Father's Day, so um, maybe pop in for that after all the festivities uh, that we are going to be uh, partaking in. Surprise, maybe?
0: Yes, but thank you. We just wanted to give Nick a...
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll give him a shout-out. Shout-out Rooney. <laughs> um, but yeah, check out his music on iTunes, Solution, uh, Palm Trees and Freeways, uh, his newest album you know check out his stuff
0: good stuff and also thank you Justin Jables for doing our blog where can they find our blog
2: uh, blog.sunspotscomics.com uh, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at just sunspots um, I'm trying to get a little bit more
0: yeah tell uh, us what's going on in the blogosphere
2: uh, you know School's over, finally. I just finished my last final yesterday. Nice. So uh, I will finish my blog probably tomorrow, since I got some free time. Um, probably tomorrow on Wonder Woman and Guardians. Might be sending you a couple, actually, Dad. So I might Thank be you. like two or three. Appreciate um, that. But yeah, so again, is, find it where that. blog.sunspotscomics.com. Yes,
0: and it's free comic book time. So get ready. Are you ready, Jables? Yeah. I am actually giving away the Mighty Thor issue number 8. This is written by Jason Aaron. Stunning, ridiculous art from Russell Dowderman. And just a, br- a brief snap of the story, it's a week in the life of the Mighty Thor. Odin has taken his ailing wife into hiding and there is a war in Asgard, a Bruin. So all you gotta do is grab this code that we're about to read to you Go to Marvel.com slash redeem and you will win this free comic book. But it is first come first serve. So you gotta be fast. You gotta grab these digits, you gotta push in your earbuds really close and listen to this code we're about to give you. Good luck. So first come, first serve. Read it to him, Jables. Here's the code.
2: F is in Frank, C is in Charlie, M is in Mary, F is in Frank. Zero B as in Bob. V is in Victor. Three. J as in Justin. Y is in Yo. A is in attack. K is in Kyle. Nice. <laughs>
0: I wait, Why is not yellow? try to mix it up
1: a
2: little bit. Yeah, that's great.
0: It's so you're so the non-military reading yeah, style. Yeah, I don't like doing those. <laughs> but one more time, just in case you miss it, it's F C M F zero B V three J Y A K. So good luck. Go and get it. I hope you win. If you do win, please give us a shout. Rooney. Yes.
2: Uh, just a question. What do you? What is the military for? Why? I yellow. Think
0: of it. No. It's yes. Yellow. Uh uh-huh. No. It is. Yeah, it's All yellow.
2: Right. Well, <laughs> uh, it's yo for me. Yeah, it's apparently. yo. From now on, it's yo. It's I yo. like yo better. <laughs> this is the first thing that came to my mind. I'm sorry. I was, <laughs> it works. Uh. <laughs>
0: i like yo better than yellow shorter (laughs) yes so if you if you if you win the code and you've gone to marvel.com you have punched in you've redeemed and you win mighty thor issue number eight just let us know so that also we'll let people know so they stop putting the code in but we'll give you a little shout out, Rooney, and of course follow us on instagram at sunspots comics because every now and then we give out free codes for free comic books just as a thank you for listening to our podcast so thank you very much so let's get into it jables you ready yeah let's do it let's get into the sunspots comics podcast issue number one 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 starting out with some stuff <laughs> do some sound effects <laughs> with me. add
2: sound effects to the it already existing sound effects it's, so it's 4d
0: remember it's 4d <laughs> i sprinkled a little water in your face when i did it too it's just 4d <laughs> <laughs> with some stuff floating around in our nerd brains that's right there's just a bunch of stuff up there first thing that's coming up that's exciting for me that's fun is the las vegas amazing comic con It's friday june 23rd through june 25th i will be there i can't wait i'm excited and stan is gonna be there todd mcfarlane jason Fabbock with justin yeah, loves i
2: should give you my sketchbook um yeah, if you can give get it a, to me if you can get a sketch from him that'd be great
0: give it to me Jason fabric's doing Batman right now his art's ridiculous some of the covers of one cover artist winner of the week because he's ridiculous
2: yeah
1: he,
0: yeah, he won uh, like two weeks ago I think yes two Batman. pods ago yep and check Jason Favik out. I'm excited about him Jerry Conway who created the Punisher is going to be there I mean there's a very robust impressive artist alley that I'm excited to just walk every single you know how I do it Jables yeah. every single aisle <laughs> I have tiring. to I'm not gonna it's, lie. it's, it's tiring. tiring I put can some miles
2: stop? like yeah I'll, like I'll just keep Walking and all of a sudden you disappear, and,
0: and I'm, I'm like, at, oh, at one booth, and
2: you're two like freaking rows <laughs> behind me. So yeah, that's right. I like
0: to give everyone uh, <laughs> the, some needed attention and check out stuff and yeah. think outside the box. One thing I'm really excited about is the Todd McFarlane Spawn 275. It's like a Las Vegas amazing Comic Con exclusive. I'm hoping to get that and have it signed by Mr. Todd McFarlane. To name just a few things I'm excited about. I
2: know you have a bunch of uh, old Spawn toys. Yes, so bring one, and see if you can get a sign by him. Yeah, I
0: should take the That'd violator. Yeah, 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 the violator. Or remember the the actual um, what was it, male Bolgia? The thing was like a, like twenty yeah, inches tall, it's a big one, and yeah. it had like a full gray hair, like a full yeah, head yeah. of hair.
2: I know you got a bunch of them. I I, you know. It's a good <laughs>
0: idea. Just gotta figure if I'm gonna lug that stuff around. But
2: hey, just bring one. Bring your favorite one. Yeah. You bring your favorite toy with you, honey, <laughs> and
0: uh, make sure you don't lose it in the car. <laughs> Never. <laughs> NBO yeah, table, it's
2: in the box. NBO <laughs>
0: never been open, but I'm super excited about Amazing Las Vegas Con. If you're out there in Las Vegas, come say hi. Look for me. I'll be nerding out and walking around. Uh, so I'm really super excited to be in Las Vegas, uh, June 23rd to June 20, June 25th for Las Vegas Amazing Comic Con. Check them out at AmazingComicCon.com if you're interested in going. And now let's get into the meat and potatoes of our Nuggets of Nerds here in our Nerd Lobes, which is our comic book and movie, movie and TV news. Jay, we'll start us off. What do you got?
2: Uh, okay. Well, I have uh, I think I have like two today. Uh, you brought the other one, I guess. Yeah, um, I got some others. Um, so yeah, the, the the two that really hit me today were uh, that Danny Elfman is uh, replacing Junkie XL, and they they used in the article re- replaced. Like they're replacing, so he's replacing him.
0: Danny punched him in the face, is what you're saying? <laughs>
2: yeah, sure. Well, um, <laughs> so Josh Whedon came in, uh, you know, with with uh, Zach Snyder stepping down for a little bit, uh, and and Josh Whedon is the one that uh actually, um, made this decision. He he, uh, he 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 replaced Junkie XL with Danny Elfman, and uh, you know it, It's Danny Elfman, man. I mean, you can't go wrong. He, he's, you know, he's done he's the some master. great music in the day. What, he what did, movie my, has he not done? One like, of my favorites <laughs> is, is uh, I think it was him. It was um, um, Spider-Man One. Yes, that was, that was a great soundtrack. That, great that soundtrack.
0: theme still is in my in my head dun, when I think of Spider-Man. Dun, 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 uh-huh.
2: <laughs> I, I, I still love I still love Batman know, but, Returns. That's still yeah, my, yeah, maybe my favorite
0: soundtrack from Danny Elfman.
2: But yeah, um, so so I, it's sort of a big deal. Yeah, I I mean, Junkie XL. I, I've never had a problem with him. He did he did Mad Max Fury Road. Great soundtrack.
0: Great. soundtrack. Did he do a Deadpool?
2: Bits and pieces. I think I don't know if he did the whole thing. Okay, so I'd have to look that up. Um, but yeah, he he worked on he worked on you know Batman v Superman. He worked on right. Man of Steel with Hans Zimmer. Like he Hans Zimmer has it's his protege. Hans Zimmer is, uh, you know, his, this guy's mentor. Nice. So I've never had a problem with him. I love Hans Zimmer. I love his style of music. I love Junkie XL stuff. Um, especially Man of Steel. That, that soundtrack is ridiculous. Yes. Um, One of my favorites. But yeah, so I mean, it's sort of a big deal. I, I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not, I don't know, disappointed in the, their decision. No. Because and Danny Elfman's a great composer. smart. Um, Smart. But it is a little surprising. This late in the game, especially. You know, uh, so... Th- you know, it's 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 a bit of news that you know hit my hit my brain and sort of you know was was surprising. Uh, second was the um, uh, Denai Guerrera, who is Michonne on The Walking Dead, who is also going to be co-starring in Black Panther, has been confirmed for Avengers Infinity War. Cool. Which, you know, everybody's in that friggin'. Have
0: movie, they said so. what for? What she's. No, what?
2: I mean, well, I know she's like one of the. I forget the name of it, but like he's. She's she's a part of like. Oh, yeah, Black yeah. There's Royal Guard. That's right. You know? I forget the. There's a name for it. You yes. read the comics. Mm-hmm. I forget that. Um, and she's in. in yeah.
0: One of them's in Captain America 3, you remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: She's the, the blonde. But yeah, so Deny Guerrero, amazing actress. Um, cool. She, you know, she's going to be in Avengers Infinity War. That just adds to the already stellar cast. Um, you know, she's probably not the biggest name sure know. but she is in Walking Dead she's got fame she's got fans right
0: you know so uh, and now they're up to what 142 exactly. people in that
2: <laughs> I mean, we don't even know who's like gonna be popping up that's new you know cause Miss Marvel's supposed to come out she might be being teased um you know there's freaking Adam you know Adam uh, Warlock
3: yeah. who they teased at the end of Guardians mm-hmm. you know like
2: there's there's new characters coming. We don't know everybody who's gonna be in this. There's, there could be there could be five end credit scenes like there was in Guardians. You never know. So I mean it's a big deal. I mean yeah. You know, I mean who I'm a fan of from Walking Dead, she's gonna be in uh, Avengers. Me too. So, That's cool. Great.
0: Good news. Yeah. Well, I've got one, uh, quickly, it's just that, uh, the Ant-Man cartoon on Disney XD. Have you seen these, Jables?
2: Yeah, you, uh, you sent me, you sent me one, like, a link on Facebook to, just like, a YouTube video, yeah. Just quickly,
0: right? they're amazing, they're, they're just hyperkinetic, so colorful, definitely a blast from the past, right? Kind of that homage, yeah. golden age of Ant-Man. Uh, wonderfully it's also, done.
2: It's also, it's, uh, not Hank Pym, it's, uh, um, what's it, yeah, it's, it's for, um, Scott Lang and yeah. his daughter like his daughter is in this right so um, it has
0: that even that a little bit of that Paul Rudd sensibility in it yeah a little bit. it's cheesy, of humor. It's, cheesy. Yeah, it's cheesy but there's only th- uh, three or four of them out now just go to Disney XD go to their YouTube whatever and see them they're fan- fantastic they're only like a minute and a half long they're each they're they they're tan-fan-antastic they're tan they're
2: <laughs> you almost said <laughs> it like no, I okay. heard it coming out of your mouth <laughs> <laughs> they
0: they're are they're they really are tan fantastic but uh, check them out on Disney XD, the Ant-Man cartoon, fantastic. Uh, the other big article that caught my eye this week was from Variety News. It said that Fox Films is investing in the comic book publishing house Boom Studios. So they've actually made a significant yet minority stake. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> a giant quote, a giant ad. small investment. It's on Variety, so this is it's a you know it's a reputable source. Uh, yes, yeah, so they that's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. Boom Studios has some good titles right
0: now. They're moving forward kind of on designing three, uh, f- right now, comics into movies. Lumberjanes, Mouse Guard, which that's going to be phenomenal. I can see that as almost an American Tale slash Lord of the Rings. Uh, I'd love to see Mouse Guard. And Grass Kings. So, three very different uh, titles. Which uh, So, those they're moving forward there. And also, I guess that includes potentially a first look picture deal for television shows. So... Well, what does that exactly entail? This is just the preliminary. They just kind of announced this, but Fox dishing out some funds to Boom Studios. What do you think, Jables? That's
2: great. I mean, they, like I said, man, they have some they have some good titles right now. Um, I, I there's a couple ongoing that we're still reading, that I know are from Boom, um, which is cool. And you know, I, I, good, any comic book movie is furthering the industry, so I, I'm, I'm happy.
0: Yeah, me too. So more to come on that article. So. Looking forward to seeing that. And the next one we both read was about the announcement that Mr. Marvel, Kevin Feige, announced about Venom. So what did you hear about it?
2: Uh, so yeah, the, um, it is. I guess he's confirming right that yeah. the Venom movie being produced by Sony is uh, not a part of the MCU and and will have no involvement in the MCU. So the universe is completely different. They're so, you know they're making it more confusing for the. The non-comic book reading fans, you know, that don't understand this, um, but also I, I also think it's kind of crappy that you know Tom Holland is Spider-Man he now. You know, in my in my eyes, like he's a really good Spider-Man. I haven't seen Spider-Man: Homecoming yet, but like, kind of kind of crappy that they're they might not be including him in this. Um, you know, he he has like a three-picture deal. It's been like r- like sort of um, leaked that uh, he he sort of like oopsied. Uh, you know, in an interview, that there's supposed to be three Spider-Man standalone movies, not including Avengers and whatever Avengers. I think it was five pictures, it was a five-picture deal. Um, so, what what are they gonna do with Tom Holland after this? Yeah, and that kind of makes me sad because he's the guy is a great actor for one, and he, and. He's a, great, he's a great person. Like, I follow him on everything. and, and He's a... He's, <laughs> Very charitable he's, young yeah, man. Yeah, he's, he's a charming dude. Yeah. Like, he, he visited uh, a bunch of children's hospitals dressed up like Spider-Man. Imagine how uncomfortable that is. Yeah. You know, he's wearing a unitard all damn day. So, and he's visiting kids and taking off his mask and saying he's Spider-Man. And, and like, you know, do
0: a backflip, like, yeah, on demand. Yeah, in freaking...
2: Yeah, like... And, and, uh... He did that... He did, like, celebrity lip-syncing the battle or whatever. Yeah. And he, like... He, like, did amazing like you see i don't know if you saw that but he, he did some crazy dance moves man like this kid's you know got
0: moves and so uh,
2: you know if if they're excluding him from the sony spider-man universe that's kind of crappy well
0: creepy. what's more confusing to me is if sony has the right to rights to spider-man right now and they have the right to Ven- to venom and to the the other girl movie that they're doing the uh, silver and black silver and black they can build their own universe there. Like, if they don't yeah. need the MCU, why don't they make it the Spider-Verse? Know, bring in... Why don't it's the Spider-Verse?
2: I know they're doing an animated movie, too. Uh, and, and Miles Morales is supposed to be the... You know, bring in Miles Morales. I mean, hire an actor to play Miles Morales. There's a... there's a, I, I, You know, off a podcast, I remember hearing this. Um, I don't know if you've seen Beasts of No Nation on Netflix uh, with Idris oh. Elba. and There's a great kid actor in there. Uh, I, 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 I'll quote Perry Nemiroff from Collider. I guess as a Uh, shout-out. I've listened to them all the time. Um, She said that... I mean, I looked at the pictures afterward, and this kid is Miles Morales. He looks exactly like him. Cool. But yeah, get a freaking actor to play Miles Morales. Bring him in there. You know, you can't have these characters without a spider-man I, I just don't see it
0: happening but they, they it's what's strange is that they have him right now I mean, yeah. they, they have well, and well, so it's ultimately it's a testament to, have, to sony they, and marvel still not getting along yeah. that's that's really what they it don't is.
2: have peter parker though they can't use peter parker until marvel's done with them yeah, yeah, that's, it's a, so that's weird. in their contract it's so um weird. But, but you know miles, they have a great miles morales is, is a great spiderman. spider-man sure and we read, read a, lot a lot of his stuff like yeah. where miles morales was in, uh, featured he's a he's an interesting character so I mean I, I there's room for them to improve and I just don't know if they're going to be capitalizing on that yeah
0: uh, make a spider verse Sony just, yeah, just, and, and just I mean, stay with that
2: there, there, I've heard some, some some interesting like theories and, and stuff like, like the Venom movie and the silver and black are actually in the future from Tom Holland's Spider-Man like it's like 10 years down the line so like once he's done with all the MCU stuff like he can when you know Tom Holland's like 25 almost you know 26 or some or however long it takes to do these movies he can just jump into the Sony verse and then like boom like he jumps in right you know and,
0: and but they, just keeps the, it from there marvel but and sony i doubt not, that's that's i doubt that's going to happen you know yeah. they don't like so. each other marvel and sony aren't getting along but you know what here i'll give you a little something you can do sony uh sinister 6 Spider-Man? you have a you have a gallery you we have him now they have, sony has yeah, Spider-Man guess, right but now like but they're not do it. Go until you lose it. You know, but like
2: you <laughs> gotta, you gotta also think the, the formula of what they're doing. With this Venom? movie
0: coming up is a Sony Spider-Man movie. No, well, it's it.
2: it's Sony MC. It's it's a partnership. Sony's getting the majority of movie because right. because they're distributing. But but, so, but Disney, Disney has uh, Disney has more. Their hands more in the pot than Sony does creatively. I mean, I, I mean, that's just all speculation. speculation. We don't no, really know. No, I, I read
0: it's Sony. This is a this movie is Sony movie. Yeah,
2: it is mostly Marvel. So they Disney have Marvel. they
0: have the rights now, however like, limited it may think... be. So do it now. If you want to yeah. you know, Sinister Six, build the uh, the amazing Rogues Gallery of Spider Man's event, uh, you know, with Venom in there, his enemy Rogues. Switch up the Sinister Six a little bit because Green Goblin's kind of already been messed up. Yeah. Vulture's well, being done now, so. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs>
2: I don't know, but like, I was just going to say, if they're following the formula of what they're doing, Venom is a standalone movie, apparently. Yeah, no, Silver and Black is a standalone movie, apparently. Weird.
0: Yeah.
2: What are they, you know what I mean? Like, you can't really do a Sinister Six movie right. where there's no one to fight. You know, Spider-Man's got to stop them. Who's going to stop them if they're the Sinister Six? But they have are they gonna Spider-Man, turn right, they have Spider-Man it's, 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 right
0: now. They still have him now. But the Marvel like does not have Spider-Man.
2: But they can't use Peter Parker. It's like in their contract, that's they weird. can't use Peter Parker. Until I didn't hear gun. that.
0: That's strange, but that's just anyway. It's a mess. Get it together, Marvel and Sony. They won't use Peter Parker. Yeah. I mean,
2: it just confuse everybody. Right? But
0: Sony will in this movie.
2: No, they're, uh, his name is his name's Jeffrey Parker. Like well, what it's are they it's not, Like I said, man, it's connected to the MCU. It's it's completely separate from from whatever they're doing. So we're gonna with Sony.
0: see Marvel credits somewhere yes. on this movie. Uh, everywhere because yeah. of Peter Parker. They only going to flash
2: Sony. And then they're gonna they're gonna play the MCU opening That's thing. That's weird. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's 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 a it's a, a partnership. They're they're connected, and and Sony owns the distributing rights, and they're gonna they right. own the character. Well, it's a
0: it's a mess. Let's just move on. I hope you guys get it together, because uh, you can do some good stuff now. I mean, uh, you got this Spider-Man movie come out. It's gonna make a jazillion dollars. And it's yeah, gonna it open some doors, and things are gonna change. We'll see what all shakes out out of that. But moving on, did you hear that the Black Panther trailer like almost broke the entire internet?
2: No, no I didn't yeah. hear that, but it was a good, it, it was, was a good trailer.
0: trailer. Yeah, last I heard, there was something like eighty million views in twenty four hours. Like, nice. like it's literally caused servers to shut down. Yeah. Like they're they're doing watched, it again.
2: I watched it again, yeah. man, and the music in that. It's, it's fantastic. It's freaking great. The, the like, like the, the horn, horn and the like the Brad that movie yeah.
0: horn. Yeah. Yeah, well it's, it's like, like
2: it's almost, almost like like uh I don't know, like a horn you'd hear like a, like a, a war, war horn, horn yeah. You know? like, like a, a war, war horn. horn, like you hear like like, like the, the horn, horn of Zondor. Gondor. You know, that's all that's, oh, I can really no, There's like an it. app
0: for it, I heard, because the Howard Stern show, they play it all the time. Like, <laughs> they're making fun. It's just brah. It's like, in a world. Brah. You know, there's I want to get the app it's for it. It's a little
1: it. different from, from that one. But yeah, I,
2: I get what you're <laughs> saying.
0: Because you, I want that for everything. i will mean, be like, you know, just it going up and ordering McDonald's or something. I'd like some fries. but The yeah. Hans
2: Zimmer, like, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I want that for everything. But, but
2: uh, yeah, it was, the, the trailer's great. I yeah, go see, see it why.
0: if you can because it's, you know, shutting servers down. But Black Panther, <laughs> uh, that's, that must show how they're tracking it, right? And it's looking yeah. really good. And uh, I actually watched it, and I highly recommend it. It looks fantastic. It's amazing. Good
2: trailer, bad poster. But
0: yeah, Yeah. That, right? That <laughs> overly computer-generated poster yeah. of him with the mask off? Yeah.
2: Kind of strange, crazy, right? I mean, I would do the – They should delete part, that. Yeah, yeah there's, there's was, a part in the trailer, too, where he's, like, on a tree. Like, we should just use that as a poster. That would be like, great. great imagery. Yeah. Um, so yeah why I mean, not? I don't know why. Great trailer, bad
0: poster. <laughs> Weird, right? <laughs> All right, so moving on. Another thing inside of our nerd brains real quick is the passing of an icon, a Marvel icon. Speaking of Marvel, James Galton. He was the basically the savior of Marvel comics in the 70s. He died just recently at 92. So our thoughts, prayers, condolences go out to his family and loved ones. But one thing that he was mostly known for that was super-duper important was he was at the helm when they acquired the rights to Star Wars comic books. He was the pretty much the, the one of the leading people that designed the the contract to make sure that Marvel kept the rights to this Star is, Wars comic books. This
2: is before they went to Dark Horse?
0: Yes. Okay. And he was even uh, in a basically a very important part of releasing a Star Wars comic book before the Star Wars movie had come out. So huh. he was part of that team. I mean, think about it. They already had a lead in with all the comic book fans, and they knew of this comic prior to the movie coming out that was huge hmm. he was a big uh, proponent big basically advocator for creating the marvel cinematic universe he was on top of that he basically had a hard time getting it done then because you know he's, he was uh, the president and ceo for a long period of time and he had difficulty in a lot of roadblocks a lot of lawsuits from what i was reading in this article uh, lovingly put together by the hollywood reporter by the way but he was uh, just just absolutely a a fighter, a, a preacher, one person that was standing up on a soapbox saying all of these Marvel com- you know comic books need to be movies. He even helped them launch their animated studio, the Marvel Animated Studio. Mm-hmm. So he was responsible for that as well. So he really was a very important key figure in the development of placing Marvel in a position to where in 2009 the Walt Disney Company bought them for four billion dollars. Like he was part of that team to build the Marvel franchise, so uh, respect where respect is due to James Galton and his passing recently at 92. But pretty important guy, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. legacy. Legacy. Guess, legacy. Right? Like, yeah, he he, he goes exactly down in importance, importance yeah. you know, especially for uh, film, I guess, right? Absolutely, Marvel film and the animation
0: film. studio too, both of them. So James Galton, thank you very much for your, your contributions to the comic book world. Uh, you will be missed, and thank you. And uh, next up on the Nerd Brain Jabel something we both unfortunately missed, but man, the bat signal over downtown Los Angeles to yeah. honor the passing of Adam West. Did you see some of this, or the videos, yeah. or anything of it? Oh. Um,
2: I know uh, Burt Ward was there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it, it looks, looks good. good. It's, it's the it's that symbol. Yeah. It's 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 uh, uh, Adam West, West Batman Batman's symbol. symbol. Uh, uh, it's yellow. yellow. And yeah. it's, what what, what building, building is on? Is it on? I don't even. It know. is
0: on uh, City Hall, right in the center <clears> of <throat> downtown LA. And it was open to the public. It was at nine PM, and the mayor was there, and the chief of police was there, and they and the he, commissioner,
2: if you will. Yeah, and the mayor,
0: <laughs> um, Eric uh, Garcetti, was just nerding it up. He sang the Batman song at one point. He was he's, you could tell he's just a big Batman fan, and this was his Batman. You know, the bright knight was truly his the favorite, night, his, his favorite that. Batman. And uh, he was really just, you know, maybe a little cheesy, but I, I got to give props to Mayor Eric Garcetti. He he put himself out there. He's an Adam West fan, and it was <laughs> yeah. it was just really well done. And Jim Lee was there. And if you follow Jim Lee, yeah, Jim
2: Lee, yeah, he's he posted a
0: ton of stuff and videos it. and things of being right there at, at, at City Hall. And when awesome. they lit it up,
2: wonder how many times he got recognized.
0: Oh, a ton. <laughs> yeah, when they lit it up, though, chills.
2: Yeah. Did you see the um? Did you see the like the the signal like, like the, the actual, actual signal. signal yeah the, like yeah. they had a I'm Where sure that's not that? I'm sure that's not actually projecting it on there because it it's looks a little different uh, uh, and at the, the angle the they angle had it pointed at, point at yeah. it would have been just dis- like distorted no but uh it <laughs> looked cool <laughs> it looked very cool <laughs> it looked cool, cool. like just, just the actual, actual signal, signal and they like flipped it on and then like boom it came even up even that cool.
0: signal looked like more of the uh Nolan Nolan
2: it was a little bit smaller because that one was like searchlight yeah this one was more like like almost like stage light yes big um but yeah, yeah it, it was cool. cool. It, it's cool. a cool little presentation, you know. Rest what in a piece, cool Adam prop West. to have
0: out there, right? right? That, yeah, that actual, cool. you know, Batman. The, uh, the, I mean, it was just the whole event was cool. I was really sad that I missed it, but uh, what a way to honor, you know, Adam West in yeah. ha- actually having that li- light up that City Hall, and and I was just uh, speechless by it, and I thought it was wonderful. But beautiful ho- uh, piece in the Hollywood Reporter. About the entire event where Do you remember
2: they, random, random random Side, side note, note. You Remember mm-hmm. that That one time We were in LA And we ran into, into That random Batman, Batman museum Oh I love that And it was like
0: it empty It was at the top Of the parking garage Across, across the, street the street From, from the Staples, Staples Center. Center
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and we were We were just Walking to our car And I, I noticed A sign That said like Batman museum This, this way, way. And we were like, what?
1: And we didn't pay to get in. No, you walk
2: up so you walk up to the, the second level of the, 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 the parking garage. There's a big friggin', friggin tent, tent set up. And, and inside, inside, there's like literally everything you could from imagine.
0: From the um, Batman movies, like yeah, all throughout the, cars, the years. Yeah, there was
2: The Batmobiles were in there. All the costumes from the Nolan movies. Yes. Like set pieces. Like Heath like,
0: Ledger's actual outfits were yeah. in there. Remember that? that it was, was cool.
2: insane. It, it was it was crazy. It was
0: for the Darkest Night, wasn't it? Yeah, third kind we of as a promo. But what was it? We didn't pay. We just walked in. Oh, uh, it was like a whole red tent thing. Remember? And we just walked yeah, in. It was, it was.
2: I don't know. We never figured that out. We never. I mean, I've heard other people going to it. Um, but I, I don't know for what. Or maybe we like. Maybe they thought we were somebody and we like snuck up there and maybe. they were like, yeah, just come in. Like I don't. I, I mean, maybe we know. weren't supposed to be there. Maybe you know, because it was pretty empty. There was like four or five other people in there. When we
0: maybe were there. it really didn't happen. We we're just in our brains. And we're like, <laughs> anyway, sorry for the,
2: the, the sidetrack. But, but what I think it, it was was, cool. was
0: the Warner Brothers Studios actually has a very expensive but kind of cool, uh, studio tour, and it's all just the Batman yeah. section of it but it's very pricey I was looking at the prices of it by the way but I think that was them uh, installing it into the Warner Brothers <laughs> Studios yeah. yeah and promoing it out there for free the
2: Adam West Batmobile was there the uh, the 1990s yeah the 89 key ones was there. were there
0: uh, the tumblers there was the were, there. Tumbler
2: were there yeah so I mean the bat pod was there they even had some statues it was crazy anyway this, yeah. is, this is the past we're talking about now yeah. but anyway <laughs> uh, sorry
0: <laughs> but anyway beautiful uh, thing that downtown Los Angeles did I was proud to be an Angelino. And uh, proud, <laughs> proud to see the the Adam West uh, Batman signal lighting up. Uh the city hall it was just a very very cool event go online and look at it and watch the video there's a bunch of them we can see that it was only like a 10 minute event really yeah. it was really fast but Bert Ward went up and spoke and Julie Newmar was there too and uh the, the words that that Bert Ward spoke he still gave me i'm giving me chills right now thinking about what he said and he's just a he's just a well spoken very just cool guy and yeah. it was all just a very very cool event but uh uh, one, before we go into the very last thing, uh, there was one thing coming up, Jables, that I'm gonna, I'm gonna have tickets for. Uh, that's in my nerd brain right now, and it's Comic Con the Musical. So there's this thing going on in Hollywood right now called Fringe Fest, and it's basically a bunch of, it's a very large gathering of small, like kind of affordable plays and musicals. And this uh, friend of mine named Mike from My Haunt Life recommended Comic Con the Musical. You can check it out at ComicConMusical.com. But the director, the producer, is a comic book writer, He, uh, editor. He wrote uh, and and edited the image comic called Little Depressed Boy. His name is uh, Nicholas David Brandt. So very cool that he has uh, produced this Comic-Con, the musical. And if you want to hear a really stunning review of it and a glowing review of it, check out My Haunt Life uh, podcast. You can find it everywhere. Just search My Haunt Life and uh, you'll see that he... Uh, reviews on the fringe fest uh, podcast and he really talks about it but i'm going to be going they were nice enough to reach out to me send us some tickets so we're gonna go watch this thing i'm not the biggest musical fan but it's about comic-con
2: hey man i kind (laughs) of am uh, discreetly i am
0: well not anymore everyone knows now but uh check it out (laughs) comic-con the musical it's in my brain i will be going soon and i'll give you a review we'll both be going very soon so very, very late, cool. Man. Anything else before I go with my last thing on my nerd brain, Jables? Yeah, no, that's it. Well, the last thing on my nerd brain is that I'm actually writing a comic book called Zombie Destroyers. Oh. Yes, I'm doing the writing, the coloring, the lettering, and my good friend Jordan Hudson. Hey, Jordan. Yo. Yo. He's doing the art. Please check out his Instagram at Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art. His art is beautiful. Thank you for doing it, Jordan. But it's a dream come true. I'm actually creating a comic. Hope to send it out there late summer. And we actually have the website zombiedestroyers.com. Check it out. You can see some sample pages there. And from time to time, I do update it. So check out zombiedestroyers.com. That's my comic book. I can't wait to put it out there. It's a dream come true. And right now, Jordan's still kind of inking this two-page splash on page 22 and 23. We hope to be done at issue, at page 32, and we'll be issue, releasing issue number one, so I can't wait, I'm super excited. And so much work still to do with it, but uh, it's definitely one of those passions of mine, like since I was two years old, I wanted to create my own comic book, and I'm doing it! <laughs> so uh, you're, you can do it, chase your dreams, it can happen. But uh, quickly also now, we're going into the spotlighting segment. I actually have an interview that I'm super excited about, I interview here the artist of the Image Comic Book Regression, issue number two, which just came out this week, and it actually did make it to the great pick list, which we'll Jables and I will discuss here in a minute. But uh, he was nice enough to come on and do this podcast. We talked for about an hour. He does uh, He's kind of new to the artist realm. He did this uh, series through Red 5 called Haunted. I'm going to show you that one, Jables, when we're done here. you got to check it out. Uh, but he's definitely an artist to watch. His name is Danny Luckert. And he's the artist of Regression, and hes you really got to put your eyeballs on his site. It's dannyluckert.com. Uh, he's not big into the social media thing, which is fine. He yeah, does have an Instagram. You can check his Instagram out. Just search by his name, Danny Luckert. But uh, here you go. This is a fantastic interview with myself and Danny Luckert of the comic book from Image called Regression. So here you go. Hope you enjoy. And, yeah, uh, it's
3: been like a, uh, I don't know, I guess pretty fun ride so far. With, I don't know. People seem to be liking the book and everything.
0: It's, oh, man, I'm so glad I found it. And I, I found you at, at haunted. I found I didn't read the second arc. But... Oh
3: yeah, I don't know what like how they really put out the second arc because he would send me um, like you know when you work on a book they'll send you you know copies every month when they print it, and for some reason they had sent me like all four. It was a four issue miniseries. And they sent me all four of them at once. So, like, even okay. I wasn't really notified when they were coming out. So wow. it was tough to, you know, publicize, I guess.
0: Is Red but, 5 um, still around? Is that... Were you at the... Yeah, top?
3: that's still... I I worked on... I just finished up another book with them. That'll probably be out, uh, I don't know, by December, maybe. Like, it's getting colored now. Excellent. And then we're going to be working on the third, I guess, volume of Haunted, which will kind of wrap up the series.
0: Fantastic. That's great.
3: Yeah, so, you know, they're, you know, they're still around. They do, I feel like what they're about is more like they'll make the comic to then pitch to movie studios. Okay. So, that's, I guess, more the, their priority from, you know, the, the little I understand of the business, I guess.
0: I think a lot of them are doing that. You know yeah the, uh, there's a few right at the top of my head that uh like the uh, hard case crime publishing company, which is a version of Titan okay, they're doing, yeah, they're doing that like crazy uh and you hear of others too um oh yeah, gosh. it's almost
3: like instead of doing like I guess screenplays and stuff like that you know you make a you make a comic and then they have something to see. It's almost like you already have the storyboards done for them and stuff
0: oh, there's that Jeremy Renner title that he was involved with um you know, Hawkeye from Avengers. He did this yeah. title that was fantastic, but it just seemed so perfectly groomed and ready to take it to that next level. Like, it just... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Of, <laughs> of anything I've seen in a while, it just seemed like, uh, you know, very finished storyboarding. But it was great. I, we really loved it, mm-hmm. and the titles escaped me.
3: But, uh, yeah, I am uh, i don't know. I guess I'm kind of split on, on that approach. Ooh, me like too. Like, it's, when it's done well, it's nice, but uh, I feel like, like you said, you can kind of tell when it's, you know... Oh, he's trying to make a movie out of this, you know?
0: Yeah, and there's that Brian K. Vaughan like side of things, right? And there's like, mm-hmm. and then there's the there's the Jeremy Renner side, right? <laughs> I do <Yeah>. find myself <laughs> right split exactly. in the middle, you know. Whereas mm-hmm. I, I do, I'd love to see things that are done right, right, in other media's, but yeah. At the same time, I, I'm with you. I'm true to true to comics and just want to see that done well, you know.
3: They were, um, you know, what like I guess with the book coming out and stuff, you I don't know your mind wanders a bit. And I don't know how regression would really be as, like, a movie or a or a show. Like, some of this stuff, like, you've I guess you've read the second issue?
0: You oh, said? yeah. Oh, yes.
3: Like, I don't really know how you would do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without it being, like, a, uh, a B movie or something like that.
0: Like the director Sam Raimi and, like, uh, Spit on My Grave. Yeah. Spit on My Grave. Or uh, what was the other one? The... Just his style, right?
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. I, what I was it? I'm spacing on that this this style of movie, like the sl- Slaughterhouse or what is it, like the Grindhouse type of movies?
0: Yeah, you know Evil Dead and uh, yeah. I want to say Spit on My Grave, but that's not right. It's this other one that he did, like I Hate You. Wow, it's escaping me. Um, where it was, it was like a this guy was a banker and he treat or this woman was a banker and treats the customer wrong, and it's a Sam Raimi f- film and then she yeah he
3: kind of went out there like earlier in his career <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> and uh, uh anyway that's my, i see that visually in that style some intense close-ups right very hyper detailed very fast and in your face mm-hmm. for some reason but i don't know that's just my just, i because I, I i love aggression it's one of those two that can just kind of stay where it is <laughs> Yeah. Right. <laughs> but if it's done right i don't know we look at like preacher now and outcast right if you've seen those two shows
3: Oh uh-huh. yeah. Um I haven't watched Preacher yet, but you know, I'll I'll read the reviews and stuff. You know you get like this so many good shows out now. <laughs> you kinda get backlogged a bit.
0: Yeah, or Legion. I maybe some of the visual of Legion oh, or yeah. or whoever directed I mean, that could do some of the visuals that is required and to make regression really good. You know, something like that.
3: Yeah. I um I haven't I mean it's not a it's not a comic, but with American Gods I had read the book and I kinda like what they're doing with the show, how they're Almost doing their own thing, you know, with the like vignettes that they do about the gods and um, like just how they're making Lori more of a character.
0: I have not watched like the an, show yet, but I will. It's on my list to watch. It's,
3: uh, I mean, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of weird stuff happens in it.
0: That's what I'm hearing, right? It's just, just crazy mm-hmm. all over the place. It'll twist your brain.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Man, well, uh, well, we're all over the place, but I, you know, thank you. Um, <laughs> we've already been rolling. I'm already starting. We might as well jump right in where we are. Um, but uh, I have, I have. Please, when you have to go, you have another commitment. Like, stop me, wave at me. Uh, you know, because um, I'm, I'm a big fan of your art. I'm going to probably overly gush at you and make you feel uncomfortable i apologize in advance <laughs>
3: <laughs> well good thing my video is not working then <laughs> yeah, yes it's <laughs> yeah, for the better Once <laughs> you see my face turn red
0: right well i would let you know we, we've never obviously never met so i really some questions just to kind of get to know you as a human being like where are you in the world and where are you from originally
3: um in um i'm in limbrook new york and that's kind of you know where i'm from and even a lot of the locations in the, in regression are from, uh, are from Limbrook. Like the, I don't know if you see it in the second issue. I think it's in the third issue. You'll see the police precinct. Okay. Like that's the Limbrook police precinct, and Adrian's apartment building is like the apartment building in Limbrook. So wow. you try. I try to throw in some local flavor there.
0: <laughs> nice, fantastic. Well, I, I, you only get a little taste of it. I know in the first episode there's just sort of a long shot of that party there's a little bit of that horizon mm-hmm. line there it does yeah. it, that did have that new york feel but you didn't really define it until the third you really clearly yeah. know
3: um yeah and that was also because cullen never really said all right it takes place in chicago or new york or california so it was just kind of um all right like that opening scene was just a backyard barbecue so it could have been he kind of let me almost do whatever i wanted <laughs> to do with it with the location
0: that's great. Those are some of my questions uh, here later, is, is working with Colin Bunn, but, but uh, so you're from that area? You're, you're, you're yeah, is, that, from, is that, give me some cities near it to give me a landmark.
3: Uh, Manhattan's like a half hour train ride. Okay. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's, you know, it's right there.
0: It's not heavy out suburbs. It's, it's still pretty close to the main part of the city.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's in, um, I guess it's called, it's Nassau County, which, and then so Suffolk is the furthest part of Long Island. So NASA is close. Like I said, it's like a half hour away from the city. So, so you know, it's close to the action.
0: Very cool. So, how did you how did you break in to art? Like, what when did um, you know when did you know you it was your calling? And where did you go to school?
3: I don't. I well, I went to school at the School of Visual Arts for, and I went for I went for illustration actually, and not cartooning. Um, but then I ended up just kind of focusing on the cartooning because they had you know dave mazichelli was teaching is or is teaching there phil jimenez teaches there um this dc editor joey cavalieri teaches there so it just uh seemed like a good fit to then just focus on the cartooning aspect
0: it's like a recruiting center for for comic book artists (laughs) yeah
3: yeah they got a lot of they got a lot of good teachers there wow um jessica abel like they kind of have everything like indie in the artist and then like mainstream Marvel DC guys and then um I don't know I just kind of I like drew as a kid and I just never stopped you know so there was awesome. no other I don't know I never really considered anything else to be honest with you
0: that's great no backup uh, plan it was you were all into art
3: yep <laughs> no <back-up. laughs> just the one shoot <laughs> I, you know, really
0: successful people, that's the way they do it, right? Like uh, Howard Stern, he said, uh, no backup plan, and, uh, you know, yeah. worked that's out well. that's what
3: I was listening to a, an interview with Louis C.K., and he said that, and that's, I guess, kind of what I do as well, is, like, you almost back yourself into a corner where you kind of have to, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, if you don't have a bunch of ways out, then, you know, it'll, it, for some people, it forces them to be really, really, you know, skilled at that one particular thing, and it works yeah. out. I'm glad it worked out for you because this is your calling. Like, you know, me, I drew as a kid too, but then I have realized I have to stop. You know, there was, <laughs> like, I, don't, I had to stop subjecting myself and other people to what I was drawing. So when did it, when did it click for you that, you know, like when do you, you what age do you think it really clicked where you're like, this is, this is it? Like, I'm going all this.
3: With comics, it was probably, um, so I had read comics, you know, when I was, You know, five and six and seven. I don't really remember too many of the specifics. Like, I remember going to the baseball shop, card shop with my brother and like getting Punisher comics and stuff like that. But the main one was probably Justice League One with the Grant Morrison and Porter run. Okay. Yeah. And I I guess that's when, that was the moment, you know, where there was almost like no turning back, kind of. Because my mom used to work nights at this uh, answering service. So I would like, go to the convenience store, get a bunch of comics, and then end up just hanging out the entire night with her and reading the comics all night. So that was kind of, uh, you Very know, cool. the birth of the obsession, I guess.
0: Those are the golden years, right? I mean, when you were when you first got into it, were you, like, sort of, was it your primary hobby? Or did you have no distractions? Or were you a kind of well-rounded kid that played with everything? Or were you, like, kind of um, all in?
3: Yeah, no, I kind of did. Like, we, we played basketball and all that kind of stuff. It was it was part it was part of the puzzle and i guess i, I don't want to say it still is only part but now it's like my my job and my hobby so it, it kind of works out well um yeah but i don't know it's pretty big it's pretty big piece i guess the piece the piece just got bigger
0: that's awesome oh yeah mm-hmm. it's a uh, you have a you have a blessing my friend your 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 art skill is is ridiculous <laughs> i'm i'm looking, I'm looking at, long, at your on <laughs> yeah I'm looking at your website right now, by the way. It's uh, dannyluckert.com. And mm-hmm. I see, I'm all over the place on it, that you have some storyboarding as well. Do you do you also, and you're, you're very skilled in it. I've seen a lot of storyboards, and yours seem very precise and very professional. Do you also make a living kind of in that area? It seemed very finished. Very that
3: was, I've only really gotten a few of those. And the thing with storyboards is that they don't come that often but they pay really well. So I would get like um, an illustration job or a storyboard job, which then would almost supplement the the comic book work, you know, where I could do uh, – I could draw for, for comics for, you know, cheaper because then I had the illustration and the storyboard work. Um, I haven't – I kind of started with illustration and storyboards. They were kind of like the gateway, I guess, into <laughs> – Not the business, because it's kind of a completely different thing, but just the professional aspect of drawing, you know, as your job. So it kind of teaches you, I guess, time management and, you know, the work ethic and all that kind of stuff. Because they, when you're, you know, those deadlines are unmoving. (laughs) Plus, kind of a lot of pieces. A big ship. Yeah, a big
0: ship moving, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You don't want to be that one, uh, you know... (laughs) thing yeah. to stop the ship
3: <laughs> exactly I mean, that's, tell me that's t- what that's what drives me that fear yeah. of being the one.
0: <laughs> that's true that has to be a different way of processing art right with uh that sort of looming over you constantly with a little harder deadline right
3: yeah well that's i forget who said it but it's like a famous quote that um art is never finished it's just abandoned so that's kind of how you got to look at it sometimes
0: yeah I want to say that was George Lucas, but I could be totally wrong in that. Yeah,
3: maybe. Small guy. <laughs> so,
0: tell me about your a little bit about your process, if you will. I love the minutia of how creative people uh, just work within their own day and within your own headspace. Like, tell me a little bit about the tools you use in in art and like what your sort of process is.
3: Um, well, just to start off, the the tools I kind <clears> of <throat> I work digitally, so what I'll do is so Colin will send me the script or he'll send me actually he'll send me like five or 10 pages of the script. And then when I finish those five or 10 pages, I'll email him what I got and then he'll email me another five or 10. So it'll go back and forth like that. Um, But then, so I'll get the script and then I'll just kind of, you know, doodle out the storyboards kind of in the margins of it. Like I'll print it out and everything. And then I'll, like, I kind of pencil the roughs just because, I don't know, it's a little different feeling to have, a, like, the pencil and the paper in your hand. And um, I find it's better with, like, spacing out to see what it would really look like. And then I'll scan that, and then I just do it all digitally. Like, you, so you'll go with, like, a blue line rough and circles and, you know, just to kind of gauge it. And then you just kind of go straight to inks. So I I, I kind of like the digital. It's cleaner, I guess like workspace-wise. I don't have ink all over the place and all over my fingers. So that's nice. Very nice. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and it's just easier because you end up having to email everything anyway. So you don't have to scan stuff. It's...
0: That's true. It's ready to to go.
3: Yeah. And I know even uh, our colorist, Marie, she does illustration as well and she, like, works 100% uh, digitally too. So we kind of... We have a lot in common with that, so like our sensibilities are kind of in line.
0: Marie, anger, anger. Mm-hmm. She yep. she complements your coloring, your art so beautifully with her coloring. I mean, yeah, she, she just makes work. it stand out and pop, and it gives it a realistic weight to it. And it's it's Eisner winning top notch work, both from mm-hmm. you and from her. And yeah,
3: uh, she's, uh, she's crushing it.
0: Totally. I mean that that's got to feel good, right? With someone that's just pairing with you so well and really just making your art that much better, even you know if yeah, and
3: it's nice to just be able to send her the pages and know that it's in good hands and yeah, whatever I give her, it's you know I don't have to worry about it really. And it's how I how I draw. Like I don't really use a lot of blacks and like heavy shadows and stuff like that. So the colorist is you know pretty important with just you know framing faces and stuff because usually um like right so since i do illustration i'm used to coloring my own stuff as well so i never really got in the habit of using inks to like use shadows i would just use colors for the shadows when i during the coloring process Mm -hmm. so that's why it's kind of um i don't know you try to evolve a little bit so the story might get the art might get a little darker as uh these issues come out but we'll see
0: <laughs> your cover on regression issue two mm-hmm. is so intricate so detailed like it's so deep and involved and symmetrical <laughs> yeah. like tell me is that something that was just out of your brain or uh, into into cullens as well which like w- did he give hey. you a framework there or did he just go hey do it like
3: no yeah he'll just give me the the script and usually when i'm um, done i'm like a hundred percent done with the issue then i'll just then i'll just do the covers he there's really no input from cullen which is he's like a great writer to work with because he kind of lets me just he'll give me the information that i need but he's never said like oh no don't do that do this you know he kind of just whatever i got he's like awesome and then that's it
0: so then this cover was all in your brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. What was yeah. going on here? I mean, I see <laughs> I see the the cockroaches, you know, the returning visual of that and sort of this steampunky, um you know, very insect uh, you know, infused uh piece of sort of Greek, you know, art. Like wh- where did this all come from? It's it, look go look at this folks. Look at Regression <laughs> Issue number 2 on the cover and you'll see what I'm talking about, but where did all this come from? What were some of the influences?
3: Well, the um, the covers really going forward. I guess I feel like issue one is almost the the only exception, really. But going forward, a lot of what I was trying to do with the covers is to um almost make it like a like a like a shell. And this with issue two specifically is getting into like the occult. So then you get into religious imagery and religious, you know, sculptures and all that kind of stuff and uh so that's it's kind of they share a lot of themes i feel with uh you know mortality and immortality and where does one thing start and another stop and uh a lot of this you'll see is it gets into the occult pretty heavily so that's kind of why i like to focus on just religious imagery
0: yeah i mean there's the scarabs and the And that centerpiece of that strange-looking tunnel, uh, just Mm -hmm. all of it, I mean, it's just so intricate and so beautiful. It's uh,
3: Yeah, and this is almost like the beginning of uh, Adrian, you know, going down the rabbit hole, so to speak. So that's kind of why I wanted to get that, you know, you're going into, like, this world now, and uh, it's not going to be pretty. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely not Alice, Alice in Wonderland.
0: No, definitely not. And... You're sharing Adrian's experience or you're living through it through through the windows of his very soul, his eyes. Like you do such a great mm-hmm. job with making the eye work look so insanely real.
3: Like um hats
0: off to the you there. The soul is the eyes. Yeah.
3: They, uh, yeah, it's um I don't know. It's just kinda I always like drawing eyes. You know, like when you're bored and you're doodling. I always doodle eyes. Does
0: it come very natural to you doing it on the page? Uh, is it something you really have to painstakingly slow down and take time with?
3: Uh, yes, it's like to slow down and take time. That's also why I like doing it digitally because you could erase and redraw about 50,000 times. It takes forever, but, um, you know, you can really get in there. Sometimes I use the magnifying glass a little too much. <laughs> Zooming in, in. And you put in like these tiny little details and then you see the printed page you're like, oh, nobody's going to see that. <laughs>
0: In issue number one, uh, uh, here at Sunspots Comics, my son and I reviewed Regression number one and ranked it seriously high and uh, gushed over it for 20 minutes, and I said something that, that I remembered very clearly, was that it seemed like you had to draw every emotion in issue number one. All of them.
3: Yeah. Run the gamut.
0: Right. I mean, talk a little bit about that, if you will. Like, I mean, even from Molly to Adrian to everyone, they all seem to go through the gambit of emotions and different faces. And, you know, how how did you pull that off?
3: Um, well, a lot of that is kind of, I guess, thanks to, like, a lot of the cartooning classes I take, where one of them was just you look in a mirror and you make a, you know, an outlandish expression, and then you draw that expression. So then you, I don't know, you kind of do that for months on end, and you start to get a general knack for it, I guess, Um I don't know, but yeah, you have to kind of, and it just kind of draws you into the story, I guess, better the the more you could see the characters' emotions and you almost feel with them. And I, I kind of liked going, I don't know, maybe a little extreme with some of them, where, like, they're really wringing their hands. You know, maybe it's a, a little, I don't know, over the top, but I don't know. I like that look, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's like classic comic book storytelling one-on-one you got to pack a punch in a shorter amount of space right
3: yeah exactly that's why you got one panel to show that this guy's nervous so uh you know sometimes subtlety goes out the door
0: yeah and uh man it's uh your stuff is glorious and
3: and cullen doesn't really write too many subtle stuff there's some extreme <laughs> images in here
0: yeah, so I mean how does he – he's writing all the comics right now. Um, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and I mean, and I mean all of them. Like how many of them – you don't have to name them. But how many of them can you name or how many of number – give me a number that you know that he's currently um, writing for.
3: there's <laughs> five that, I, that just instantly spring to mind. I know he has another two that haven't come out yet. Uh, I think he's trying to work. He was, we were kind of joking about this, where he's trying to almost collect all the Pokemon and work for every single comic book company that's around.
0: <laughs> he's definitely going for that. He's in everything now, isn't he? Uh, in AfterShock now as well. I think I saw a title in AfterShock. Boy, it's escaping me, and I just read it, and it was pretty good. Was, was, that,
3: yeah, was that the one that came out? No, that was Boom, the one that came out two weeks ago, maybe about the. Uh, it was. I think it's about an insane asylum or something.
0: Oh yes,
3: I don't know. He's got a lot. Anyway, he's got a lot. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> I know yeah. he keeps pretty strict with um, you know, time management and all that kind of stuff, and keeping it to be, you know, maybe it's an eight-hour day, maybe it's a ten-hour day, but it's a solid ten hours of of working, and that's kind of how I approach it as well. Where you know, you you try to kind of handle it like you know, like it, like you would. Handle a job. You know, you you go in at nine o'clock, you leave at five o'clock, sometimes it's six, sometimes it's seven, sometimes it's eight. But you know, this the structure is is nice. And he and that, is that's how he writes fifteen thousand books.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All the comics, literally. Yeah. Seems like it. <laughs> and there's a beautiful thing I love about regression, it's the framework of your panels. Where it, it even is a bit of a splash, or, or take it, take away from some of the framework you used in the cover of issue two, but you do that beautiful sort of uh, for, for the only term that's coming into my mind is buttresses and uh, oh yeah, you know the uh, D'Angelo kind of, type,
3: uh, very like Gothic with uh, with some of these flashbacks with the with the framing, and just to kind of differentiate a bit between the you know the the current timeline and you know these regressions or we when we had started it I didn't have a full overview of the story or even of the script like so I had gotten the first five pages and then I would get five pages more and then five pages more so each issue almost had about five cliffhangers on on my end that I was drawing so even I didn't really know and I still kind of don't you know is it a flashback is he hallucinating are we back there with him is he back is he time traveling you know it's a lot of it's up in the air and that's also one of the approaches i did with making uh sutter the you know the occult guy with the goatee and all that Mm -hmm. kind of resemble adrian so that the reader and it's you know it's still kind of up in the air where the reader doesn't know is this adrian is he imagining himself you know is he projecting himself you know just an evil version or is this a completely different person you know it's almost like uh the design of that character kind of added an extra layer of mystery to the whole thing
0: for sure you guys pulled that off absolutely because that's you do see some of the the framework of his face being similar but Mm -hmm. But in other areas of his face, completely different than Adrian. Yeah,
3: like a lot of it, I guess, is the nose. I would say, mm-hmm. like just that kind of straight nose. Yeah, but same. yeah, like is is he a future version of Adrian, and then Adrian? It's all kind of it's a mystery, you know.
0: <laughs> yes, but I love that you take us to that other world of whether it's delirium or flashback, and then you frame yep. it, and you frame it in that, then your beautiful symmetrical framing style. And you just know you're elsewhere. You know, sometimes you read comics, right? And it's, is is it just that you're going into a cloudy day? Like, you know, you don't really, oh, yeah, it's not clearly mm-hmm. defined and yours yeah. is clearly defined. You know, you're leaving reality, you know? Yes. I love that.
3: Yeah. And I'm a sucker for symmetry.
0: <laughs> you were, oh, me too. And uh not, uh what's the artist, uh, I want to say Hickman and all the circles.
3: Um <laughs> uh, Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is he the one that? painted off of like he would listen to music and draw the music yes uh I, yeah i'm not very good at modern the, like modern art <laughs> or classical art really
0: <laughs> but anyway he uses uh, symmetrical shapes mostly circles and you end up getting confused uh, on a lot of it um and uh yours is just you know just very crisp and clear storytelling i love that
3: yeah right. and i like with um i was trying to do like all right like the present scenes like kind of all boxed in almost, like Adrian's boxed in. And then things kind of, well, not breathe a little bit, but some of the edges get a little faded out. And you can see where uh, it'll, some of the transitions where you'll start seeing bugs coming in and out of panels and some of the designs might get a little more, more funky. With, uh, I guess, I feel like you kind of see it more in that one panel. In the first issue, when he's about to first go into the re- regression, where the structure of the panels kind of starts to fade away. And you could tell that, you know, something's up, something fishy's about to happen.
0: Definitely. And for, for folks that aren't familiar with regression, we dived right in. But um, I'm loving it. I'm collecting it. And I can't recommend it any higher for you listeners out there to go get it. But would you give us the snapshot of what regression is in your own words?
3: Uh, oh, yeah. I guess that's pretty important. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's basically about a guy who is haunted by, like, these these dreams and these visions. And he's kind of – it's implied maybe that this has been going on for months, if not years, but not to this extreme level. So then – Um, his friend sees his concern and they take him to a hypnotist who specializes in regressions in past life regressions where, all right, imagine, uh, yourself five years ago and then 10 years ago and now 20 and 40 and 50 and a hundred years ago. And then you start to see, um, then you start delving into his past life and what, what were his past life experiences kind of. And Cullen told me the story of, I guess, where he got the idea for this book. And it was when he went to a show with his father. And I'm probably not going to tell the story as well as he would, but he, his father was doing like a a row of past life regressions with people and it was all working and everything was, you know, going wonderfully. And then he got to this one kid who just, or young, young adult, whatever, who just, he wouldn't say anything. He was just completely silent when they were like, all right, now 50 years ago when he just wouldn't say anything, now 100 years ago when he still wouldn't say anything. And he said, his father said at the time that maybe he just, he's like a new soul and maybe he just doesn't have a past life. But Cullen understood it as Hmm. something, I guess this is just how his mind works, as maybe something, maybe the person was seeing something so twisted and messed up that he couldn't vocalize it, and that's why he was so silent about really? it because he just couldn't explain the darkness of his past life. And thats uh, I feel like that's, that guy is more or less Adrian, where right. this is what happens, you know? This is what that past life was. It was possessions and lots and lots of bugs.
0: Ah, uh, that's chilling. thats I would not want to be in his head or, uh, yeah. you know... Uh, hear a bedtime story from him? Uh, no, I just <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's he like him, talking. him and Stephen King. I don't want to. Don't tell me any stories before I go to sleep. You know, just yeah.
3: He's a he's, he's a master of that stuff.
0: <laughs> Frightening, but uh, tell me this too. Um, tell me a little bit about working with Colin. Like, you know, how it is the the daily back and forth between you guys. Like, give us a little snapshot of what it's like working with. Colin. Uh, it's Buster. great.
3: Like um like I said before he kind of lets me do my thing and we had met through kind of I had done this this uh graphic novel tethered that was like self published and everything and the writer of that book happened to know Colin by you know chance and knew that Colin was looking for someone to work on the book that ended up being becoming regression so what happened was that I did like you know, the first five pages of issue one and he was like, all right, let's let's keep going. So I was like, oh, right, you know, obviously Cullen says let's keep going, you yeah, you keep going.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> so uh yeah, it's it's been it's been great. I'm in he's I think he I don't know if he still is, but he was in St. Louis and I'm in New York, so we haven't really you know, you talk on the phone and stuff like that. And I had lived I had a, a nice illustration job come through So I was able to move to St. Louis for like six months. So like you meet and you do all that kind of stuff. And he's a nice guy and he's great to work with. And he's kind of like a great collaborator too. where he, like I said, he kind of lets you do your thing. He does his thing. And then you just meet in the middle. Wow. And Yeah. And that's kind of why I like doing, I guess, I thought he always worked like this with five pages at a time, 10 pages at a time. But he does, he usually just sends the artist the full script and i don't know i kind of like working maybe just it's just with him where you get like just five issues because then i'm guessing as along with the reader and he could see what i'm drawing and and work off of that and then you know there's a little bit more of a volley kind of to the whole thing where he'll if there's like a scene i'll be drawing the location then he could see the layout of the apartment or you know the house or the room And then he could, you know, write accordingly, kind of. So it's, yeah, it's been been nothing but good. And then with Marie, uh, she was brought on also through just like a kind of a a mutual friend. I think she shares a studio, and I'm spacing on the name with someone who just knows Colin, and then we needed a colorist, then there there she came, and she's knocking it out of the park, and... It's we kinda handle it the same way where I'll just give her the pages and she does she does her thing. Very rarely and it's mostly with these uh like the flashback scenes. I'll have, you know, some notes with just um you know the tones and just with like the fog really and stuff like that. But uh yeah, it's she's great. <laughs> she's yeah. great. It's great. She's really Everyone's
0: doing fun. a great complimentary job of making your art like really stand out. It's uh yeah. it's nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like
3: one less thing to worry about.
0: Can you give us a, a sneak peek or a hint into how long you foresee regression going at all without you know, I know you can't totally
3: the, um I don't think this would really spoil anything, but I'm pretty positive it'll go uh I don't know if we were thinking twenty or eighteen. I think think 20 so that it would be i guess ultimately like four trades it's not a it's not going you know indefinitely you know it it has the story has an ending to it excellent yeah and he actually just sent me uh maybe two weeks ago like the full overview of of the story and there's um it takes a lot of wild turns that are surprising
0: <laughs> i can't wait i can't wait yeah. you know i wanted to tell you something that was very simple conceptually from the get-go of regression issue number one was uh the relatability of adrian He, you know we all know someone I, i'm sure you do i do everyone has uh you know battles and struggles with uh you know with mental issues of some sort mm-hmm. you know and one thing that i thought he did that really made him relatable in a way was that he allowed molly to help him right
3: like, oh, yeah, like, they have, I feel like they have, like, a, I don't know, if they were real people, like, they have a great friendship, really, you know? She sees a friend struggling with something, and she steps up and tries to help them. I mean, in this specific case, it doesn't really work out, but, uh, you know, her intentions were good.
0: Did you find that, like, a little refreshing? I did. Like, I, I thought, yes. I thought, wow, you know, that's kind of, like, how real life is. You know, someone has an issue, a friend comes, and I think a lot more comics would have made... You know, writers and artists would have made Adrian just angsty and not want anything to do with anyone and just, you know, become mm-hmm. very solitary. Right. And, you know, he has a friend that's asking to help and he takes the help. You know, I just
3: thought, yeah. wow. like, And that's that's what I yeah, that's what I like where he's kind of like the everyman. And uh, yeah, he accepts help. And it's not the drama isn't from, you know, him saying no and then him keeping secrets from her. Right. And it, that's not where the drama is. The drama is how you know the actually what's happening to him it's not the relationship between the two of them because they have their friends you know you tell your friends what's wrong with you sometimes you know listen i got a problem you gotta help me you know or they'll just see and they'll help you and i don't know i feel like they there's a lot in store with um with molly she's a pretty big player in this story
0: and you seem to, I mean, you draw her so beautifully. I mean, there's a standalone panel in my brain, or at least a, a good one-third size panel of her just standing there, and
3: it's just like a, Oh, like the one in the, the door frame, maybe, when you first meet her? I think so. It's sort of a light uh,
0: orange or pink background at that particular scene. Maybe it's orange?
3: Yeah, and yeah I think, yeah, something like that. Wait, you you first meet her
0: is she drawn from someone is there inspiration there? It just seems like you really lovingly drew
3: this one She's kind of yeah drawn from I mean loosely from a friend the friend doesn't have red hair, but you know (laughs) (laughs) They uh, yeah, she's kind of I feel like almost everybody's Kind of drawn from someone like even Adrian is a little bit of me (laughs) really
0: definitely Seeing your... your uh, I, gotta,
3: I just got to get Cullen in here somehow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> your self-portrait on dannyluckert.com. I was like, man, that's a little bit of Adrian right there. Yeah, and I was I like, that guy looks
3: know. a little familiar. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I figure that'll help uh, with conventions. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, that's I mean, draws Looks just
0: like him. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> do you... Uh, I'm a big music fan. I love music. Does it... Uh, in your process, of, of do you... Um have certain music on do you have a preference? do you have a you know tell me what you do there with music? Do you have no music like for me, music is such an integral part of my life like does how does that does it infuse into your art? How does it affect you that way
3: i kind of i don 't know when i when i draw i 'll i kind of go more based on time like in the morning when i 'm drawing i 'll listen to music uh in the afternoons maybe i 'll listen to a podcast or something like that or just kind of have a movie on netflix or a show on netflix i think i've seen the office about six thousand times the best (laughs) but uh yeah you know i'm into i don't really the the type of music i listen to doesn't really change depending on the project like i'm not listening to i don't know death metal or anything like that with regression i kind of like the like indie folk type of music and sometimes i'll listen to just classical because it's I don't know, flowing, really, or, like, piano instrumentals and stuff. Um, Just, like, I don't know, calm music.
0: <laughs> Very nice. So you don't, uh, you're, you like all, what are some of the things you like? What are some of the styles or music or bands? Like, well, what do you kind of listen to?
3: Like, I'm, I'm liking uh, this band Bearsden, and uh, and Damien Rice, I, I've always liked, and Connor Oberst. And I feel like that guy has a new CD every year, <laughs> so there's always something that, that comes out from him. And, uh, yeah, I guess those are the, those are the big ones that I go back to. Glenn Hansard, stuff like that. Very nice. Like Very the, nice. uh, you know, a guy with a guitar, pretty much. Right. If there's a guy with a guitar, I'll probably like it.
0: The folk, the folk feel. Yeah. You would not think you're listening to that reading regression. Yes. Like, you know, I <laughs> I see like a band like called charred walls, the damned or something.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Marie was saying she'll listen to when she's coloring, uh, I don't know. I forget the name of some of these bands, but they're like Swedish death metal and stuff like oh, yeah. that. I was like, oh yeah, no, I definitely don't listen to that kind.
0: Do you but listen to do you listen right. to the Howard Stern
3: show at all? I used to. Used I used to? to listen to it all the time. Um now it's it's rare, kind of.
0: There's like this German band and it's called K us and the lead singer is like a is a like a German Shepherd. And it just <laughs> it just barks to death metal, you know, and just speed metal double Double bass drumming kind of thing. k 9 Is that
3: Howard Stern thing, or is that a real band?
0: There is a uh, one of the Whackpacker guys, Richard Christie, on the show. He's a uh, he's an accomplished death metal drummer, oh, and no uh, that's one of those bands he uh, brought to light. And he also is on <laughs> on a band called charred Walls of the Dam. That's an actual band. I was just throwing that out there. Oh, uh, very heavy metal death style, but uh, that's crazy. You're listening to you know very peaceful kind of folky yeah. guy in a guitar kind of music.
3: <laughs> yeah right. Mom <laughs> um, disgusting
0: bugs. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's uh, that's that's crazy. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. looking at every single piece of art on your website, by the way, mm-hmm. it something struck me. Uh, it's strange that I didn't sort of pick up on this earlier. That uh, you're not a fan of the social media. Like I thought, wow, I'm just looking yeah. here, and uh, I kind of applaud you for that. I know it's just a lot of noise, right? Was there? I a...
3: just got. I have Facebook, and I just got instagram last week and it was because of the incessant like of everybody to get instagram (laughs) get instagram get instagram (laughs) but now it's just i don't know i like it's just something i have and it's on my phone and if i look at it once every other day you know
0: but i thought it was refreshing because you know everyone's got everything and sometimes it's just tough to stay keep everything and you had it all in one nice little package your website's clean and has just a bunch of your illustrations on there and I spent like, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes looking at every single image. So, if you just want to get a cool vibe going, put on some some folk music and go over to <laughs> go over to dannyluckert.com and just uh click on all the pictures. It's just uh your art's gorgeous. I like for a second you lived in the suits, you lived in the spandex area. I was like, "Oh, there's Hi. there's invincible. I like all kinds of comics. Like, what's your yeah. favorite of the of the big two or or what's your favorite I... superhero?"
3: Yeah, I'm a DC guy. Yeah, <laughs> I see the Spider Man. I like Spider Man. He's all right. <laughs> right, Spider. Spider-Man. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm a. I guess it was that Justice League one kind of. It uh, yeah, I'm DC kind of through and through, and um, I like I really like superhero comics. Like that's what I'm into. What are you reading now? Like, what are you reading I'm right reading, now? Uh, like I'm reading Green Lan- uh, Green Lantern. I'm reading Invincible. And uh super sons I'm picking up because that guy Jimenez who draws it is insane
0: nuts it. Jorge Jimenez is ridiculous, right?
3: yes yeah it's it's crazy, it's beautiful stuff. um they need to put him on every single book, and then yes. Colin can write it <laughs>
0: yeah he's he's nuts like uh, yeah. and the guy's like, you have seen what he looks like he's like a supermodel, too like he just like yeah
3: yeah, he's a good looking dude. it's just
0: crazy, he's an amazing yeah. artist and yeah. He's got it I, I, what else what else are you into? What else are you reading?
3: Um, just really those. I don't pick up uh like a stack of comics really every every week or month. I kinda keep it keep it light with that. And then I'll pick up, you know, trades every once in a while. Um but yeah, I'm not I don't know, I'm I'm kinda bad with it where I'll stop for two or three months and then I'll pick up, you know, fifteen books of back issues that I've missed and then it'll take me four months to read those and
0: <laughs> binge netflix style just go nuts with them <laughs> exactly with folk yeah, music like, on
3: getting into i just i got um grant morrison's nameless like i got it a while ago and i just started reading it again and uh like i picked up bones that jeff smith book
0: oh excellent right. so
3: you know that's that thing's like a beast so i'm you know chipping away at that rock a little bit nice and I kind of, I don't know, like, I'm into, like, books also, so I'll, I'll kind of...
0: Wait a minute, re- what, are, what are those? Um, is it
3: book? <laughs> what? Sure. I'm confused. I'm going to listen to folk music and have my red wine <laughs> <laughs> While the fireplace is crackling. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I picked up uh, Alan Moore's book, Jerusalem, and that's, like, 1,200 pages, so that's pretty time-consuming.
0: I saw how dense that was and I just went, wow, I'm just going to walk away. Yeah, I've didn't. Yeah. I never, never read that.
3: I think it's – I have the hardcover, but I I think I remember reading they, – they sell this soft cover and it's actually like two or three different books, like individual books. Holy moly. And, uh,
0: yeah,
3: it's, it's good. It's like each – it's almost like a bunch of short stories kind of about this one town. So it's – that's kind of why I guess or at least the part I'm up to where I'm only 500 pages in, so, you know.
0: Would you give me a review of that when you're done, like if I really need to go into and and get into that one? Because that's one I've, over the couple of years, I've been thinking about getting into. Yeah, definitely. Hit me up when you finish that gigantic thing. Yeah. Just
3: from what I've read, like some of, I don't know, some of the chapters and I guess some of the characters I personally just don't find that interesting. Mm. And then some of them are amazing and you want the whole book to be about this one guy. And then he kind of bounces around where he'll visit characters a few times and maybe they will be the, the focus of one chapter and then they will be a side character in another and then in the background. So it's it's pretty like intricate web he weaves throughout the whole thing. But I heard the second half of the book becomes more like a uh, like, I guess, a regular book, you know, where instead of short stories it becomes more like a a novel okay but yeah i'll give you a full review when uh it it may take about six years
0: (laughs) that's all right i'll uh wait to hear from you in uh you know 2031 whenever you know (laughs) whatever
3: you'll see like my hologram given the (laughs) (laughs) review. yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) my goodness but like tell um of regression tell me a little bit about the pacing style if you can like you guys do a great job of cliffhangers. That's a big sell proponent for me for comics. Mm-hmm. Your cliffhangers are stellar. Like, is you guys don't seem to have a lot of downtime in this in regression. It's it's it, you know it's very much pace and it's continually and it's going. Do you guys uh, sort of stay at that? Do you or do you find your? Is there sort of any sort of side shoots that you end up slowing down the pace a bit? But I mean, we're only two issues in, but. Um do you do you find I've I've seen it sort of a consistent pace at this point does it change
3: Um I guess the short answer is no it doesn't no? Okay. <laughs> it kind of stays with wow uh, I guess like real time almost where it does there's no like jumps you know a month later a week later like issue 3 takes up right at the beginning of the conversation him and uh, the detective him okay. and the detective are going to have so you kind of stay with these characters from moment to moment, and I was actually I had a discussion with Marie about coloring because it just with um like Adrian stubble kind of where we didn't want to get too dark with the with the um you know five o'clock shadow kind of so you'll then see that's almost a gauge of, gauge of how long this has been going on. Wow, where you'll see his beard growing, I guess. So it's not going to be like in issue three, he's not going to have a full beard, you know, (laughs) you know, it'll, it's going to be a subtle thing. Like I just finished issue seven. So, you know, he's, he's looking pretty rough by issue seven.
0: That's great. That's a realistic approach that, that has to be refreshing from an art side.
3: Yeah. And just, yeah. And like I said, it's almost like a real time approach to it. Of course, even with, um, all right. So specifically with the, uh, when he goes to the strip club. Yeah. It's uh, like he, uh Colin never said like the time of day that things happen. So he, he actually told me, you know, after the fact, he was like, he thought the barbecue scene in issue one, he was like, he thought that would be a night scene. And I was yeah. like, Oh no, I just, you have barbecues during the day. Don't you? <laughs> don't you? Yeah. He's like, I guess. <laughs> so then with, when he goes to the strip club, I was just thinking that like, all right, so he's leaving work in like the middle of the day, and what's creepier than a strip club at two o'clock in the afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that sounds pretty creepy. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's just a nice little subtle detail there. Yeah, that uh, I'm looking at that sequence right now. It's like, yeah, okay.
3: Yeah, so you're almost you're kind of following Adrian through the day, through the course of his day. You know, a lot
0: of the really grotesque and gruesome things that's going on in Regression are done in complete, or they're completely lit in a bright way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that
3: was, I guess, in, you know, intended, kind of, where I didn't want it to be an overly dark, and uh, this this may sound dismissive, and I don't want it to, like a, like a typical horror comic with, like, a lot of shadows and what's lurking in that dark corner. I kind of wanted to show the corner to see that that's not what you need to be worried about what's in that dark corner, because what you need to be worried about is what's in Adrian's head kind of, you know, there's, there's not really jump scares in comics. So it's, it's almost like a different approach to, to what makes people afraid, you know, and it's a lot of it's the psychological aspect of it. I'm, I think. I'm
0: glad that the three of you came together with that sort of that, that level of color brightness you know mm-hmm. everything because uh i had to turn away from some of this honestly a couple times I was like oh you know uh grimacing <laughs> <laughs> so well done like i think that uh if you were to th- you know thumb through regression thinking you know some people i think in comics i do sometimes just to kind of see what it's generally about you like flip 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 and you'll get an idea because of just the color palette and the level of contrast and darkness Mm -hmm. Uh, This was a a shocker surprise in a way because uh, you're right. It doesn't live in this normal horror color palette.
3: Yeah, and especially with what Marie does where she kind of brings in, um, I guess, more like greens kind of when, you know, something unsettling is about to happen. So she kind of does a lot of that with with her color palette.
0: I see a a lot of uh, a lot of gold you know, a lot of gold and brown and bronze
3: that, mm-hmm.
0: that to me really shines and stands out. I mean, even so that, that scarab glass, stained glass window, you know, there's just a lot of golds. And again, she did a phenomenal job of making your art just explode. Yeah.
3: And, yeah. And that was like a big, uh, that's almost one of those things where I get into more the the church imagery of it and, you know, the, uh, the chosen one and all that kind of stuff with cults and he's he's the anointed one who's going to save everybody and that's what uh this uh bug lady's all about
0: <laughs> yeah the bug queen I are know. there any i'm a big fan of like little hidden sort of secret easter eggs whether they're totally pointless and only inside your brain but can you give us any little Sort of nugget of oh, this was actually this, or I took that from that, or this was inspired from this. Like a little, any little little
3: hidden Easter eggs in this you can share? Um, well, off the top of my head, I mean, I don't know if you saw the Houdini poster in Sid's apartment, and there's some things with that, with like posters in the background. Oh, and, and, the,
0: and the art uh, studio where she's in for a second. Yes,
3: yeah, those are, and those are all. Uh, again, those are all, like classical type of Greek, you know, mythological portraits, really, with, uh, like, Hercules fighting the lion and stuff like that, you know, angels fighting demons, Uh and that's what all of those... You'll see more of it in the next two issues, or maybe just... Actually, maybe just in the third issue, because there's a pretty big focus on the the art gallery. So each picture is, you know, a specific painting um, with, you know, a, a specific message to it, and... Just, and then I guess speaking of like the symbols and everything with the borders and all the, those flashbacks, a lot of those are like sigils I did from, uh, I'm a big Grant Morrison guy. So. All right. That's what all those are. Those aren't random designs on the, uh, the borders of those flashback scenes of those regression scenes. Like they, uh, they mean stuff. Awesome. I just want to say what they mean.
0: (laughs) Can you give us one or one
3: little (laughs) nugget of what some of it means? Please, God, let this book be good.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, that's uh, I mean, now you have me thinking about all the little symbols you've designed, like even on Adrian's shirt, you know, his polo shirt. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. You just have me. And I love little Easter egg nuggets like that. So um, if any other pop into your head while we're still here, just throw them at me because I, I love that. <laughs> where you're like, oh, like the, the strip, uh, strip girl's tattoo in her arms from this, you know, like I just, I love that.
3: The- um well actually i'm just flipping through it now and the and the second issue the the barber shop next to the place where where adrian works that's just my best friend's name is charlie <laughs> hey, cool <laughs> the best, the nice i'm looking right. at
0: charlie's barber shop very nice yeah
3: so i gotta <laughs> you gotta throw them in throw them in every once in a while
0: very nice i love that shout out to charlie see that's cool. yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey charlie <laughs> you're famous you're famous he doesn't cut hair no right he's just his no name. no <laughs> You can throw a shout that's out cool. to his barbershop, but oh, yeah, so. <laughs> I think that's cool. Is there any more of uh you, you know, like little thing like that?
3: That's, that's, that's... um, yeah, there's, well, a lot of it's with the locations kind of like I work part time for Grice park. It's in the village of Limbrook. And like that bathroom scene is the bathroom at the recreation center. So, so awesome. it's like, if you ever go to Limbrook and go to the park and go to the bathroom, it's going to look very familiar to you
0: excellent thank yeah. you that's you know it'll,
3: it'll be a little cleaner but <laughs> probably not much
0: that's great i love that well uh anytime you ever feel like it you know shoot me a text an email whatever and just be like hey this is from this i love that yeah. stuff i love because i'm doing a comic right now too with a, a friend of mine that's doing the art called zombie destroyers and uh, mm. i do the same thing it's all it's all me in there and i've thrown in a bunch of stuff and my uh my niece uh, drew a little picture of like a pizza place and i stole a little design from her and named this pizza place along the wall so like i love that stuff to just infuse me in there so i love when you when you do that i want to hear all those
3: (laughs) you make it you make it a little a little uh more personal the the boss in adrian's boss is you know my old boss so that you know (laughs) very nice a little personal joke (laughs) excellent excellent. here's a nice guy though here's a good boss (laughs) He wasn't like that guy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that scene, too, where he just goes uh, bonkers, and it's that switch right there with uh, his boss. He's, yeah. uh He's like Geek Squad and just uh, g- goes falling down, Michael Douglas-style.
3: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's all like it stands, and I can't stands no more. Yes. Okay, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Danny – I mean, thank you. I can. We've. Uh, we're at the 57 minute mark, and uh, you haven't told me stop, and uh, I. I feel like I. I. I want to have you back one day, so I have to stop here. <laughs> <laughs> but I could talk to you forever. Like we've said it yeah. all. Like. I'm like, available. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, please, everyone, uh, go get from Image Comics Regression, and they're on issue number two. It's written by Colin Bun, drawn by Mr. Danny Luckard right here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, gorgeous, gorgeous coloring to complement your art from Marie Enger. And you said it's going to be somewhere in the late uh, teens, early 20s possibly to end this thing with a hard ending, it sounds like. So yeah, I'm yeah. in it. I mm-hmm. am in this yeah, crazy, go full ride, brutal, grotesque uh, story of a man that's having some strange visions that are very occult-based. And he's uh, got a good friend, Molly, that's trying to help, but... Uh he's got some problems. And you're symmetrical, gorgeous, realistic, hyper focused. Boy, I'm just gonna until you say stop, um You're <laughs> keep going. You're all, keep going. <laughs> I mean just uh immersed in realism and uh it's it the eye lines, the everything, it's it's a it's a workshop in art my friend and uh it's inspiring even to my own comic zombie destroyers I uh I I say look we got to we got to kick ours up a notch look at Danny Luckert's art it's it's nuts shout out to my friend Jordan who's doing my art by the way <laughs> yep. well, Jordan. But uh thank you so much Danny I mean I think we have to stop hey, legally I think we're bound to cut it at this point so
3: <laughs> <laughs> But I Tell, <laughs> yeah.
0: tell the folks at least uh where we can find you at least to find some of your work and also haunted go get haunted on comiXology or where you go to your local conference comp- yeah, shops yeah. if you can find it from red five uh tell us a couple nuggets about haunted on the way out if you don't mind
3: um haunted is it's almost like uh i guess the quick pitch for that would be if all right so you have ghostbusters and instead of a comedy <laughs> it's an action movie and instead of them winning they lose at the end so all <laughs> the ghosts escape and this is the aftermath of that yeah. and so and it's almost like a bit of a globe-trotting adventure where the first one takes place the first volume takes place in new york you know mostly the second one the second volume mostly takes place in london and the third one that um i don't think it's spoiling anything will take place in uh Another location, I guess, another country. There you go. <laughs> so that'll be out. I don't know when Volume 3 will be out. That probably won't be till next year. But then um, the other book I'm working on, or just finished with Red 5, is called Riptide. And that'll oh. probably be out before the end of this year. They haven't, like, I guess, officially announced it yet. And that's kind of almost like the Poseidon Adventure, where it's... Uh, except the opposite, I guess, because the ocean is uh like recedes kind of and a cruise ship is left stranded in the middle of this like barren land ocean floor wow and you have to make it back to shore before the tide comes back in and wipes everybody out
0: great premise riptide
3: yeah yeah then that's by uh scott chitwood and he knows he's he's kind of great with like just structure and pacing of a four issue miniseries you know where you said- each issue if- is important and something big happens in each one.
0: Very nice. Is Chitwood uh, he, one of the writers on Haunted?
3: Is yes, he- yeah. And yeah. he's also like, like the co-founder or owner of Red 5. Oh, okay. Nice. Yes.
0: Yeah. To be working with the boss. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. Makes, he makes the decisions.
3: Well, yeah, kind of like my first uh, comic job was haunted, was haunted 1. How did they find
0: so, you? How did you manage to land that? How did that, that happen?
3: Just, um, they had, uh, you know, submissions and I submitted some pages and yeah, they liked them, I guess. So then he told me about haunted and, you know, and that's how that kind of worked out. I just did some, you know, random, you know, five, a five page story from a old DC script that I, that you could print out and find online. I think it was from the flash with, uh, with firestorm, not firestorm. Who's uh shit. Who's captain cold and oh, Pyro? Pir- my- Oh uh, there you uh, go. So no, whatever his name is. <laughs> <And
0: that. laughs> yeah, something like heat wave. Whatever is you know something like. <laughs> heat wave.
3: So but, it was like five of those sample pages I did and sent and submitted them to Red Five, and then they had gotten back to me.
0: Very cool. Well, congrats that on that. A few
3: years
0: ago. Haunted has a nuts pace. It just uh it's just so action packed and just nonstop Yeah, they're, and,
3: they're quick books.
0: Yeah. I, I love that. I and I am so excited to read the second arc of it i've only read just the first arc so i'm actually going to go back and read the first arc again and then go back into volume two since when can we expect volume three of haunted roughly when uh
3: probably next it'll be next year okay yeah it's definitely it's not going to be out this year i know he's working on the script so you know i guess you know four months or five or six months from me getting the script to it being done and so yeah it'll probably it's definitely it'll be next year
0: and then Riptide through Red Five next year too? Or is that looking
3: that should be late this year. Maybe so. early next, maybe early next year.
0: Wow, I, I definitely want to read Riptide. That's great. Well I'm a, I'm a huge fan, uh, Danny. You've I'm I feel like you're I mean you've been you know just uh, around for a short amount of time in my opinion, and and I think that yep. you're just gonna blow up from here. It's just gonna keep going. Congratulations on Well that's regression. what some of those
3: signals were about. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And congratulations on regression going back to print. I heard Image sends me the info, and they said oh, you guys yeah. are going back to print, which is great. That means the demand is print. there; it's selling. mm mm-hmm. And it's a big testament to your art, my friend, because uh, my opinion comics is mostly art. But beautiful work, <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Will you Will you please come on the show in the in the future and do another one? Absolutely. I would love to talk to you when say Riptide comes out. We could talk about that or the next regression, yeah. like. I would uh, love to hear uh, your thoughts. You posted. On... What's that?
3: I'll keep you posted. Yes.
0: Thank you. But uh, there you go. And, and again, uh, where can we find you? Just just DannyLuckert.com? L-U-C-K-E-R-T? Is that pretty much your primary?
3: Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> and then I'm sure you can find me on Instagram. I don't really know how. It's probably under DannyLuckert, too. <laughs>
0: I think you're supposed or, to, in order of social media, since you're new to I think you were supposed to get a MySpace page first, I think. and then.
3: <laughs> but do I already need, do I need to cancel my Friendster account or no? I could keep that open.
0: You can keep that open. That's what I heard, <laughs> yeah. When you're brand new and you're starting now, you can keep that open, go to MySpace and go to Facebook. It's, you know, it's, it's a you mess. You got to
3: graduate right? <laughs> through, through the ranks.
0: <laughs> it's a crazy mess. But I, I actually applaud you for being uh... not so nuts on social media that's great but uh... thank you danny i appreciate your time and yes so i've kept you forever thank you so much my friend and uh... i can't wait to talk to you again and please everybody go get uh... regression from image comics uh... with artist danny Luckert. And again go to danny dot com thanks danny
3: great thank you for having
0: me talk to you soon bye bye
3: all right
0: bye wow thank you again danny i really super appreciate it and I'm going to be hunting you, hunting you down to uh, get you in here again to talk about Riptide and Regression and the other things that you're working on. But please, again, check out Danny L-U-C-K-E-R-T dot com and check out his uh, Instagram. Just search his name, Danny Luckert, and you'll see it. But thank you very much from the deep recesses of my, my soul, Danny, for being a guest on the podcast. We really, really appreciate into
2: it. Your deep recessed you know, soul <laughs> yes. that is deep within you that you don't even know is there.
0: That's right. That's creepy. But thank you. <laughs> well, that's thank what you the comic's
2: that. about. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, we're right, sure. <laughs> well, that was great. A good lead in. But so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sticking with a the theme, okay? <laughs> right. Um... But uh, man, Danny Luckert, insane. But yeah, if you uh, know someone, anyway, talking about our little segment called Spotlighting, if you know someone or you're a comic book uh, creator yourself, an artist, a writer, a colorist, a letterist, doesn't matter, and you'd like to talk to me and have a little interview here on our podcast, just reach out to me. On my email at chris at sunspotscomics.com Or of course message me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter We really just want to do our part to help comic book creators get their work out there It's tough and uh, especially I want to get people on here with stuff that I love So uh, just send us some of your work, send us a review copy Hit us up like I said And we'd love to have you and interview you here And give you a chance to talk and tell your point of view About your comic book you're creating or writing or or drawing or whatever it is Uh, right here on the sunspots comics podcast so thank you so much again danny luckert so now on to our favorite part here jables You ready yeah (laughs) (laughs) on to our favorite part of the sunspots comics podcast which is our comic book reviews and recommendations where we pick our absolute favorites of the comic books that came out new comic book day wednesday june 14th and of course
2: semi-spoilerish alert uh don't worry uh we don't really spoil everything um we leave about, I don't know, the last four or five pages out, um, and you can see everything that we are reading at uh, our favorite picks of the week since May of 2015 on sunspotscomics.com. Uh, click on the pull list to see all of the updated uh, 148 titles that we buy Whew. every, uh, I don't know, you know,
1: whenever
0: they month come or out. so. Yeah, whenever they come <laughs> out. Um,
2: also, uh, click on the top uh, comic books of the week to see all our past top picks. Uh, we just updated yes. it and compacted it, sunspotscomics.com. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So please check it out. Uh, give us a little shout a shout
0: And every week we pick an art winner and a cover artist winner. I'd like to hear what yours is, Jables, but mine was Danny Luckert, and I actually picked it Way before the interview was confirmed, (laughs) I read the comic book. uh, I get stuff a little bit early from Image, so I read it like uh, Monday night, and it was my artist pick winner. And the cover, which we talked about in that interview, it was intricate and gorgeous and just uh, seemed like this very awesome looking tattoo was what the cover looks like. And I uh, love his art. It's, It's gruesome it's uh disgusting at points right uh the the insect infusion and the craziness of it but i love it i I just it's so hyper detailed and uh i talked about it in the interview so i don't go in again but anyway he was my art and cover artist winner danny luckert for regression issue number Two. That's uh, again. Check them out. DannyLuckert.com. Awesome. So Great. colorful yeah. and the neon that was ju- jumping out of it, like just sort of the surrounding yeah. area of Green Lantern's fist, yeah. and just yeah. that the that lightning, lightning effect off of, yeah. everywhere. And I love the lightning on his suit and how that just sort of hyper connects and extends all around him. Yeah. And it's just yellow lightning. I love it. Yeah. It was Think my so. number two artist and number two art cover. So good, good pick. pick. Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved this as well. It was it was beautiful. And also a quick little special mention before we get into the breakdown, uh, for this company called Alterna Comics, so we both read these, they actually started digitally and did a lot of, uh, got a lot of hits on just doing their digital only comic on their site, and they weren't even sold through Comixology or anything, it was just through their site. And now they've picked up so much popularity, I guess, and so many eyes on their site, they've decided to release their comics on paper. And they were nice enough to send me some. So thank you, Alterna Comics. Check them out at alternacomics.com. But they have a surprising, uh, and delightfully surprising, dollar fifty price tag on them, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. Most and the were only two or three
2: bucks right? <laughs> yeah. No,
0: they're all dollar. And you have everything else well, is three ninety nine. Yeah, regular comics yeah. like three bucks. 99 And dollar fifty was like, wow. Now the only even slight knock is, is the 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 print is close to newsprint but not quite there it's it's a heavier paper stock and it has a has a little nicer finish than your newspaper whereas a newspaper print just comes off on your hands it doesn't really do that but it is thinner and they do have some ads but it's still like 18 pages can't beat overall. it
2: for uh,
0: $1.50 you can't and we want to point out two that I thought were amazing I didn't put them on the countdown because they actually came out in 2015 but they were just released through Diamond now on paper uh, two titles named Trespasser and Mother Russia. Again, this is Alterna Comics, and I'm we're going to read all these. They're already all out. Uh, Mother yeah. Russia is one of three, and trespassers one of four uh, <laughs> that are on paper. Yeah. They were. And so, uh,
2: they were good little stories. I mean, uh, yeah. they're they're pretty well written. Um, the Trespasser was like about sort of like a, the Last of Us if you've ever played that game. Yeah. Um, you know, you got a father figure and a daughter. Um, sort of in this, like, apocalyptic-type radiation-filled world. Yeah. Um, and they run into an alien.
0: There's yeah, and they're, like, living on top stuff. of a mountain, like, by themselves. Yeah. And they have a Geiger counter, and they're walking around with everything, and they have a dog that has a mutated arm.
2: Yeah, it, it was uh, – I mean, it was well – it's well-written. There's some There's some deep stuff in there. Um, but the other one's Mother Russia was, was sort of like a uh, – past if zombies were alive in like the world, world war II. ii yeah it was 1942 yeah, and um there's like a sniper stuck in like this tower with yeah, a, bunch like a of young zombies. girl yeah yeah and then she ends up like saving this little girl or this little boy and then uh get some help from a from a, a german right and yeah it's crazy
0: and they know of her reputation yeah. that she's mother she, russia
2: yeah she's she's uh she's like i guess the expert sniper and he's like i know you and she's and like so. 12 yeah she's a little yeah yeah. But it was it was great. It was a great book. Uh, both well written. Um you know, I I think they're the four of trespasser I think I'm looking forward to just a little bit more. Yeah. Just because it's a it's a it's a It's colored. really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's colored. colored as
0: well and um, Mother Russia's is black and white.
2: Yeah, it was it was good stuff. I liked it. Really
0: good stuff. If they if this was 2015, right now, I would have ranked those in the top picks. Yeah, for I sure. mean, if we
2: would have, I don't, I don't think you knew about
0: them, did you? No, because <laughs> <that>. <laughs> nope, I'm none more of, us of a knew about paper comic reading person. So when I saw this coming out through Diamond, I said, "Well, I'll check this out." Yeah. And uh, and I was glad that Alterna sent me some. So thank you again, Alterna. And uh, you're on my radar, and I'm going to check more of it out. And I'm definitely going to uh, – we'll talk about – we'll read the whole tr- – because we can read the rest of them now d- yeah, I digitally. I
2: guess we can could, we could review it once we're done with all of them. Right? Yeah.
0: Let's maybe bust that out for next pod. We'll just read all those. But uh, just a quick mention, again, Alterna Comics. Buck 50. Go check it out. Mother Russia and Trespasser. But the breakdown, here we go. We actually read 21 comics this week, and 11 of them made it to the Great Ones list, which is great. That's more than that 50%, which is where we want to be.
2: Uh, so, yeah, new, new number ones. Uh, we only had two. And both of them made it to the Great Ones list, which is great. That's uh, 100%. Cool. So awesome. Uh, let's get All into right. it. Let's All right. do it.
0: Let's go. This is our Great Ones list. This is for a new comic book day, June 14th. We consider these comic books to be the greatest of the great ones. So go to your local comic book shop and buy these immediately. So on to the countdown. You start us out, Jables, at number 11. Uh, number
2: 11 is Normandy Gold, number 1. Uh, this was, uh, it was by... Uh, hard no i think it was is it hard case yeah. no it's titan comics but it is it's a yeah, it's titan a comics from House. hard case yeah, yeah this hard is case their crime.
0: publishing title they're actually doing a lot of comics in the noir style uh, yeah. and it's under this hard case crime but it is through titan comics and you have uh, artist Megan Abbott and our uh, writer Megan Abbott and artist Allison Galen
2: yeah this is a this is a crazy like noir 70s almost grindhouse-ish ish. Type book. Uh, like, remind, there's
0: like five covers of this. Yeah, uh,
2: there was um. This was basically like, I it reminded me of a lot of that Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys yeah, comic that, book. That feel. Um, just because it was you know it was uh, a little out there as far as like you know sleuthish type stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was basically this sheriff of this town who like ran away from her family, um, and her little sister, uh, who was named after Normandy, which is the from D Day because yeah. um, her dad was in D-Day and died there and so she's like named after Normandy the the the, the, the narration of this book was well written it was really well written I agree. Uh, you get this backstory of her in such a subtle way that throughout the comic book it's just consistent and makes sense with the rest of the story uh, but it's basically this sheriff her sister goes missing and she's gonna go look for her yeah it's
0: like this great little like yeah it's like this 70s movie right it feels yeah. like a blaxploitation uh, grindhouse co- kind of I, feel to it
2: I compared it to a, a, a great grindhouse movie that i actually like i had to analyze in a class i had called coffee um if you haven't seen that movie i mean be prepared it is a little risque and it's an old grindhouse (laughs) movie so it it is a little out there and a little kind of not for your kids but uh it does remind me a little bit of that uh just just some of the stuff this character goes through uh it it was great you know
0: nice i mean they have this opening sequence where she's like hunting a moose but she's talking about her backstory of how she got her name. It's like yeah, two totally like different things that's going on. And uh, sometimes in comics that doesn't work uh, and for me. But this worked here for me. Yeah. I really enjoyed it because it was giving you some development of this character. Yeah. And she looks like Maggie from The Walking Dead, doesn't she?
2: She kind of does, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. There's casting. Casting. You make this. But uh, this was a very well-written book. Uh, the art was really good. I, I, I'm definitely going to stick in with this. This, yeah. is, this is a... A must read
0: for me. Me too. So she is kind of estranged from her sister, being she ran away a long time ago. And uh, she does uh, hit, listen to her sister being killed on the phone. Yeah. Well, and that's is just the start. Yeah, right. She's
2: drugged or something. But, but, um, but uh, she's
0: like a sheriff in Oregon or something yeah, and has to go her to. Like D.C. Right. And uh, she has to sort of uncover this, really see the sort of prostitution world high-class yeah. prostitution world yeah. in the 70s and she has to infiltrate and <laughs> you saying uh, too
2: much man you're ruining <laughs> a lot of the book it's a good book <laughs> that,
0: that's uh, that's we'll leave it there yeah, that's I enough because uh, the last few pages too uh, yeah a great cliffhanger yes. uh, style love it but normandy gold if you can find it it's very indie hard to get at shops but uh, go get it from titan comics normandy gold that's one of the new number ones this week on the poll list right
2: yeah yeah definitely i'll Absolutely. read
0: number two so coming up next at number 10 is from another indie publisher, Mark Marcosia, Marcosia something like that Marcosia, is yeah. a plague issue number two of five. And uh, this is from written by uh, Dennis McGee Fallon. And uh, this is pencils, inks and colors by Zach Brunner, who I follow on Instagram, by the way, is great artist. You should check his stuff out. It's Zachary is wackery. <laughs> <laughs> Good name. But this is very much like Lord of the Rings, the Age of Men is coming, there's a strange plague, and there's this sort of, these, these, like, Crusaders, this, this Catholic uh, Crusader.
2: Uh, Yeah, they're definitely Crusader, like Crusader Knights. Yes.
0: Uh, That is hell-bent on destroying these fairies, and this primarily sold me because of this opening sequence that was really uncomfortable, where this, this... The Crusader is there who is hell-bent on killing anything with magic in it, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's talking to this young boy that's uh, like the squire, right? Or in this... Uh... He's, like
2: a, he's like a like a friar. Yeah, at a friar. Church. Yeah.
0: That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. And he's feeling this kid out to see if there is some sort of fairy element there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just this intense sort of moment because she's there
2: he's hiding a fairy in the church
0: yeah Yeah. she's injured and she goes invisible for a second but he can even sort of sense them like he has this force sensibility with uh fairies and it's very tense and i love this one thing that he does where he has this he's like asking this this young man like where is your crucifix and he said well the only the only time that a a friar will take off a rosary is if he's lost his faith and he's like, well, don't worry, I have one. You can have mine here. And it actually comes from the the actual cr- cross from Christ <laughs> and hands it to him like it has this reverie. Here's my rosary, take it. And as he leaves, his, his brother, the crusader's brother, uh, just says, did you do that whole bit with the whole... The rosary and uh. give it to the kid again, <laughs> and he has like a like a box of them. that he pulls yeah. them out of. They're
2: like fake rosaries, right? Like they're fake rosaries. Normally, it's not from the. Rosaries.
0: It's not from the the cross of Christ, the cross that Christ died on, or whatever. So it was very intense. I really felt the tension in this moment of this young friar trying to hide this fairy, and then they partner up with a dark elf. So now we've kind of really have our starting point of this story. It started out a little bit slow, but you have a good jumping on starting point. You have the crusaders that are hunting them, the dark elf, the actual light elf, and this friar that are now trying to find out why this plague is sort of killing everyone. And these, the like the dire wolves they have in this mm-hmm. are gruesome and drawn in a very kind of frightening way.
2: Uh, I wasn't too big of a fan on this, this book. Um, just, uh, I, I do appreciate, like, the action and the art though this, There's a lot of this action was a, in this yeah this too. was a lot of action uh so it was entertaining um story wise though it's not not generally for for me um but uh again i do respect like the storytelling and the art that they're doing it, it is a good book uh but yeah definitely check this out there is some good aspects of this if you do like fantasy uh style style entertainment i guess swords if you like yeah if you like swords and sandals <laughs> if you like uh lord of the rings if you like you know a lot of those books um, but yeah, check it out. I mean, I would definitely yeah. say it's it's a pretty good. Book. Even
0: checking out the Dark Elf's power, I like what he can do. Like I don't want to spoil souls it. Or yeah. Like that. But it's it's very cool visually as well. So, I love it. I'm checking out Plague. I know it's limited, it's only 5. So, I'm all the way into this till it's done. Check out Plague. If you can find it, another indie title that's kind of hard to find. You may have to go to Comicsology for this one. But coming up, what's next, Jables? Uh, number nine <laughs> is.
2: Oh man, I disagree with this. Uh, it's Flash <laughs> number twenty-four. Um, you don't like this at all? No, this should have been higher. Uh, <laughs> this is. Uh, this was my favorite book of the of the uh, the, uh, the the list so far. Um, th- this was basically give us the team oh yeah uh i don't know if they have their full names in this
0: it's joshua williamson joshua
2: williamson and i i'm not pronouncing (laughs) that again you do it
0: jim and Domenico. something like that we're so sorry
2: Gian dominico my goodness anyway yeah so um this
0: is your cover art winner
2: yeah it's cover art winner but this is a a team up between green lantern and flash yes uh, coming from the last issue Uh, so basically they're fighting, I forget the enemy's name, but he can, like, multiply into, like...
0: Multiplex.
2: Yeah, multiplex. So he (laughs) he basically can turn, make copies of himself, like, an unlimited amount of copies. So Flash and Green Lantern are fighting off all these guys, and the Flash has a great philosophical moment. um, Yes. Where he he talks about, like, um, when when you can move as fast as he can, everything sort of slows down. And a, a second could feel like days and he is basically he's using his powers in this moment and he he kind of breaks down a little bit and gets a little emotional about some of the stuff that he's going through and he talks about like how um this sort of helped him get through a lot of stuff it gets him gives him time to think because he can he can think in this super speed and mm-hmm. stuff so um so yeah i mean th- that was just a great a great aspect of that. i thought that was beautiful writing uh but then eddie Thaw or not eddie Thaw eddie Thawne's from the show whoops uh eobard Thawne, uh, no, is uh, in the house of Iris West and Wally West is there to sort of protect her, but... Uh, Boy, Reverse
0: Flash died for like a minute. Remember?
2: In, well, yeah, in, yeah, in Batman. Or no, Remember yeah, the button? The, yeah, Batman number 22. He was 20, dead
0: dead, 22, right? And then there was yeah. that, that twinkle in his eye. Yeah. But man, he was dead so for he's very back long. now? Like, yeah. He's back quickly.
2: <laughs> um... <laughs> He was yeah. dead for like, you know, ten minutes. Yeah, ten it's <laughs> comics, bro. I mean what do you expect? Anyway, uh so yeah, he's uh r is uh tearing crap up. And uh yeah. the end of this book, you are just you are just like oh, man. you want him to kick some ass. You want Barry Allen to kick some ass.
0: This is reverse flash at his nastiest. I emiss. would say
2: like this is joker level gruesomeness. Like he's uh, he's being
0: he he's just, being very brutal. Yeah, and he just murders murders innocent people here. Like uh, he's has just no uh, filter at all. Too, yeah. he's just doesn't care.
2: He he's talking about he's talking about stuff that Iris doesn't even know about yeah. about Barry Allen being the Flash. He's uh, he's talking about how he's killed her, like stuff like that. It's yeah. it's insane. Uh, but but a very good book. This is my number one uh, for sure. Uh, the art is fantastic.
0: Yeah, the blurring effect, the lightning, the the neon on every page. Yeah. It's just so bright and colorful. This is my second art winner pick this week, but gorgeous. Do you like that little scene? Where I thought that was cool. Green Lantern I really thought that was cool. creates a Green Lantern bar. Yeah, he
2: creates a bar. <laughs> In um, the sky, yeah. by the way. Like, it but couldn't yeah. be on the ground. Um,
0: that was, I thought that was great. I,
2: I especially like this because coming from, uh, I don't know, I like a, a fan of the um the the tv show the, the, the um, justice league cartoon back in the day when i was a kid mm-hmm. um they they green lantern and the flash were sort of all well, uh hal jordan and stuff from a lot of the, the stuff that i remember as a kid were they were best friends they were like homies and so him barry Allen and and hal jordan like kind of teaming up and talking about relationships was just cool yeah you know it's a it's a humanizing moment, and uh, you know Green Lantern takes off after this. And, yeah, it was, and we don't really know. I mean, I don't. I'm not reading Green Lantern. Maybe I should jump into it because
0: I liked I liked his character. He was good. Makes me it enticed me to go and jump yeah. over there because uh, it it was a really heartwarming buddy moment.
2: Yeah, again, like they're they're best friends. You know, yeah. you can tell they're best friends. It's humanizing. It's great.
0: But check out the Flash. It's always it's been yeah. on our picks like uh, every yeah. week almost. It seems is, like so it's been I'm,
2: fantastic. I'm surprised by how good it's been. Because, you know, oh, Flash can get really repetitive. Especially oh. the show. The show can get really repetitive and kind of, you know, one note. But this is this is great stuff.
0: They're doing great with it. Joshua Williamson has got it down. He knows how to do the Flash. Well, coming in number eight is from IDW Comics, Brutal Nature, Concrete Fury, issue number four. This is beautiful art by Ariel Olivetti. Search Ariel Olivetti. You can follow him on Instagram. His art is ridiculous. He did Venom for a long time. He, has the, he does the best... The musculature in comics right now. It's just amazing. But uh, the t- the cover of this has this crazy werewolf right with these orange eyes. Yeah. And uh, this is an interesting comic. This is the absolute cliffhanger winner of a long oh, time. Oh,
2: man. Yeah, this is brutal.
0: That's all we're going to tell you. Uh, because this comic doesn't, it doesn't feel like you're going it's there. A,
2: okay, yeah. The, 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 I get what you're, you're going at. But yeah, like, this whole the- comic book from beginning to end is like... It's sort of a, I would say, a character piece, and it. it sort of gets you ready for the end of the book, you know.
0: So <laughs> looking back, yeah, looking back at right. it,
2: it's it's insane. Like you're not like, knowing uh, this, you're actually preparing yourself for this cliffhanger, yes. uh, or for this, you know, this moment that, that <laughs> happens. Um, but it's it's man. It's, of, it's, it's brutal. Great. It, it's, um, I mean, it's, or, yeah, it's, it's pretty insane.
0: I know you had a little problem with some of the dialogue, which is fine, but uh, yeah. I thought it was um, strangely, like, we're in the fourth issue, and it's developing this character more than it has in the first three. Like, yeah. you just take up running in one through three, and then this slows down yeah. and tells you about his parkour friends <laughs> and his <laughs> and his wife and how she's pregnant and just his life and how she's seen signals that he is not normal. That has some sort of superheroes type things that are happening well, yeah, to him he, in his he's life.
2: He's got like these. He's a, he, I guess just describing his powers. He's basically like uh. The it's called the itch, yeah, the mm-hmm. itch where he can basically wear these masks and turn into these crazy animals. Uh, and he's new to it. He's, he's trying the, to figure yeah. it
0: out. It just happened to him. He's just figuring things out. But he's had other sort of strange superhero awakening moments.
2: What was the the beginning like? Two pages of or the bit for the first page is of like this these two dudes and like this chick walking. <laughs> I didn't understand this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, it uh, like, looks like she's, uh, no, it's just kind of like she's a prostitute, and she's kind of not very attractive, and they're like, oh, you know, but like, like they're, they're, they see was so her,
2: unnecessary, like, for
0: the art, I, I, I know, it was a weird moment, I figured it out, it just from, you look at it, it's like, there's just two guys walking down the street, and they sort of happily look at this woman from the back, yeah. going like, oh, she's, she's cute, and when she turns around, it's, uh, you know, she's a bit mm-hmm. of a mess,
2: but like, it was so <laughs> and they're weird. like,
0: they're all, oh,
2: because you're reading the narration of these two characters, and you're like, well, is it them talking?
0: And again, it's not. Yeah, one of those other moments like Normandy Gold, where what's going on on the panel is not what the narration's about. Yeah,
2: it was. It was a little, uh, a little off-putting for me, just because I was like, "What the hell's going on?" Ooh, pudding. I would like some pudding. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Um, At number seven um, is Jimmy's Bastards. Number one. Now Um,
0: I gotta say, when I watched you uh, read this, (laughs) you said "WTF" six uh, times, six times, and you laughed out loud three times.
2: This is a weird book, man. Uh,
0: <laughs> this is from Garth Ennis, by the way. This is through Aftershock uh, Comics. Garth Ennis, the master. Art <laughs> by Russ Braun. And give him the snapshot of what this is.
2: Uh, okay, I'm going to give it to you in mo- the most simple terms I can put it. Uh, this is if, uh, um, I would say, <laughs> if you took Octopussy, the James Bond movie, literally. Like, it's it's a uh, rated R James Bond. That's, that's it.
0: And you know, like Archer comes to mind, right?
2: <laughs> no, I mean this is a little different from Archer because Archer's a little bit more political. Um, this is like no, the, like the, just the
0: generic. Yeah, I guess. Character yeah, like Archer, the, yeah, the, the, the yeah the Archer, yeah. the
2: character of Archer, but yes. this is James Bond rated R, <laughs> like the most Wait rated nc C
0: seventeen. Yeah, we'll
2: there's so many cuss words in this. Like it's ridiculous. Um, F word flying, folks. They yeah they say some words I don't think I've ever read in a comic book either. Uh, <laughs> That's but uh, yeah. basically, this guy is just a secret agent uh, whose name is Jimmy. And, uh, yeah, so he's, he's uh, everything you think, like, James Bond would be. He's Actually, you know, he's Austin Powers in James Bond's body. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right? So, yeah, so he's basically a sex addict. Or not a sex addict. He's just, like, a sex god. He can attract any woman he <laughs> wants to.
0: Um, and it, there's a lot given away in the title. We don't want to spoil, but in the title, Jimmy's Bastards... And his, his initials J B, like like <laughs> yeah. James Bond, you know. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, yeah. Was,
0: this ultimately is this uh, sort of James Bondy moment with terrorists, and he's shooting people in the privates, which yeah. is like okay. It's just all over the place. he's, yeah, he's nice. even insulting these terrorists for like uh, them not uh, handling themselves as proper like jihads. Like it's weird, right? Remember yeah. that scene? And,
2: and like they're in like a like a zeppelin, yeah, like a balloon. This <laughs> is modern like, day in a Here. zeppelin. Take your safety parachutes like like if they were like you know gas masks or something like from an airplane anyway it, this was just a nutso book that was all over the place with cuss words and it was smartly written though I would remember, say that it remember
0: was... powerpuff girls the, yeah. uh, well, the... Don't, don't, don't. Right? Isn't yeah. this like what the the bad in guy a clown suit. in a clown yeah. suit? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a strange monkey with this exposed brain in glass yeah. that is like uh, eating people, and um, Jimmy has to stop this this monkey, monkey yeah. that's in a clown outfit with lipstick. It's just madness. It's all I, over the place. It's all over
2: the place. But I would say that it is. It's very smartly written. Like yeah, you, you can tell um they took he took some time like coming up with these jokes. Yes. You know uh there's a especially ton if of there's them. some crazy like sex metaphors oh and, yeah that are just hysterical i was laughing there's a
0: two pages of that yeah. sequence with uh the helicopter old pilot name, yeah what was that? God.
2: but it was it, this was a so book man it was great i liked
0: it yeah there's even the sort of m moment where he goes and gets his gadgets very much james bondy yeah there and the dialogue there is uh just uh, you know it's out, of, out of out there just yeah you're like sort of surprised by this dialogue but uh gotta see where this goes a uh, huge cliffhanger at the end here folks One of the
2: funniest cliffhangers ever. It was great.
0: Your loudest WTF was on the last page.
2: Yeah, that was was
1: some funny stuff.
0: (laughs) Well, definitely at number one, we're going to follow and continue. Garth Ennis and great art by Russ Braun, by the way. He's also credited as co-creator. So phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. So uh, coming in next at number six is from Image Comics, Green Valley, issue number nine of nine. This is the end. The finale. And this is uh, written by Max Landis and art by Giuseppe Camoncoli, who I uh, love when he does Amazing Spider-Man. But this is the end here of this weird Back to the Future meets Lord of the Rings, uh, with this sort of time-space continuum <laughs> issue that's going on here with dinosaurs. You and just the... described it perfectly. Yeah. Back yeah. to the
2: Future meets Lord of the Rings. It's That's exactly right. what it is. And... Or Back to the Future meets Army of Darkness. There you go. Yeah, it's it's close to that.
0: Yeah, a little, a little bit more Three together. Those remember. three yeah. mixed into a jar, but it's ultimately around these four guys that are best friends and they're knights, right? Knights of Caledonia or something like that, Salodia. Yeah, like that, yeah. And there is this guy from the '80s that stole a time machine and went to where there were dinosaurs and brings them back to this knights' uh, days, right? This Crusader yeah. days. And so there's dinosaurs there too that are fighting them and trying to eat them. And they've ultimately decided in this crazy conversation they had in issue number seven about how they can't disrupt the time-space continuum. It's like this tree. And they remember that scene? I love that, where they sit down and talk about, we can't, like, if you can imagine the timeline is a tree, you can't just rip a branch off and try to put it back. It doesn't work. We can't mess with the timeline. Well, our main guy, Burtwald, decides he's going to mess with the timeline because of something gruesome that happened to someone that he loved yeah. in issue number one.
2: Yeah. Uh, see, I, I jumped in. I read the blast three issues.
0: You are gonna go back? Um,
2: yeah. I mean, just just having read this issue, um, I could definitely tell that I'm missing some stuff, like as far as like motivation and like, um, just characters that I, I should be caring about. Yes. I just didn't feel the weight of it. But uh, it, it, this was smartly written. Very smartly yes. written. Uh, the, the way they handled time travel and um, I'd say like just the action scene <laughs> yeah. where, where you could see all these different timelines kind of converge in this weird negative, almost speed force like stuff. Very much Um, so, yes. It was a a fun book to read, I would say it was very action packed, art was good. Uh, At the end of this book there's some emotional stuff that I thought was beautifully written. Yes. Um, But yeah, again I, I missed some of the character motivation. For this, because I, I missed out on like the first four issues. Or, That's fine. You, you should know, go six back. Six issues. But should. yeah, it was a it was it was a good book. I liked
0: it. Because it ended up being this more of this relationship with the four friends that yeah. are that are knights. See, and I didn't know
2: that though. I didn't know they were all connected to me. Honestly, oh, yeah. I didn't. I had no idea.
0: Yeah, and it and it ends and it's a great action-packed ending and emotional ending for them and there's some twists and historical. some time historical some time travel weirdness <laughs> that happens there's this weird sort of men in black that we see briefly we don't really they don't really describe what they are yeah, yeah. but they're celebrating it's just weird in that Reminded one me of scene. Cabin in the
2: woods if you've ever seen that movie yeah Cabin like the they're woods kind of jo- watching uh, them by Whedon. yeah
0: like is this some sort of experiment like this can go on in the not in maybe not called green valley but they'll change the spinoff. timeline and the frame spinoff. of spin-off it would be great but uh, I loved it. I'm sad to see it go, but I loved the way it ended. Uh, Green Valley, issue number nine. Check it out. Just it's only nine issues yeah, from stuff. Image Comics. Go and get it. So what's up next, Jables?
2: Um, this was uh, a great book. Number five, uh, Rose number three. Uh, this was uh, again another uh, like Lord of the Rings-esque type uh, book. It was sort of. I'll give you the gist of it. It's basically yeah. um, in a world where magic, in general, magic, witchcraft and stuff, has been outlawed. Yes. Yeah. So, basically, the, this uh, this sort of army, I think her name was Drusilla, led by Drusilla. Yeah, Drusilla, uh, Drusilla right? Drusilla, yeah, well, there's two yeah, two L's, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. Drusilla, Drusilla. Um, it basically wiped out all magic users. And there's these things called Guardians which are people who have these, like, um, connections to these big, they call them cats with a K, yeah. K-H-A-T-Z. Right? Yeah, right? Uh, yeah, and so they're, they're called cats. Um, basically, these guardians are magic beings. They have these connections to these cats, and that's pretty much all we've gotten. Yes. We haven't re- really heard too much, but all the guardians have been wiped out. She's, like, the only one. Yes. And so we're getting a little bit more backstory with... Uh, this older character that we've been connected with, Rose. Yes. Um, <clears throat> we're learning that she's actually encountered a guardian before. Yes. Um, that her her family's been wiped out by this war, and um, we sort of learned the motivation of why she's so attached to Rose. Yes. And, and uh, it, was a, it was a great book. I, I would say this was uh, on the top uh, of my list. This was a uh, like I would say the two. most the most creative uh aspect of, like again yeah. it was it was Lord of the Rings.
0: Yeah. You know? It, it was, had a little bit of ThunderCats in here yeah. from the cat's <laughs> character yeah. believe it or not like it just reminded me of that or or He-Man the 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 large yeah. sort of leopard that he that he rode, but the thorn is the cat's name here, and this is the story of kind of thorn's awakening,
2: Yeah. right? Or like his 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 sleep and then awakening. Or
0: hers. We don't really know. Yeah. It's oh yeah, thorn. Yeah. Get, would, it looks like a, a like girl. a boy cat. I don't, I don't know. Hard to tell. Um,
2: but it, it was a uh, this was a, a good book. I, uh, definitely a world that I want to see expanded. Yes. Because there's not a lot to see so far. Uh, there are these characters, almost like, like yeah. um. Almost like, like, what are they called, uh, from Lord of the Rings? Um, orcs? No, 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 like the, 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 with with the hoods, hoods. I can't remember the name. Goblets? No. (laughs) No. They're (laughs) chasing the ring, they're... Oh, the hobbits. No, No. oh my god. (laughs) Chasing the ring. No, the the black (laughs) figures, the, the, the the writers, the the black Oh,
0: yeah, the Nazgul.
2: Yeah, those, Jesus. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you were not listening
2: to anything I'm saying. Well, you weren't
0: describing very well. <laughs> Sorry, anyway. Uh, anyway, it's okay. Th-
2: they're these figures that are sort of like those. Uh, yeah, Uh And they're writers. chasing after this cat. Uh, they're chasing after thorns. so. Uh, I, I want to see where this goes. I want to see the world be built into this crazy Lord of the Rings-esque type thing.
0: Yeah. Um... And they kept, they kept dying their hairs because these uh, the people that are guardians, their hair goes white. Good white, And yeah. this happens to Rose in this issue. So she's really coming into her powers. She's kind of using them for the first time. She gets her badass outfit. Uh, I'm all in. By the way, this is Meredith Finch. I forgot to say it. And uh, writing it, who's phenomenal. I follow her on everything. Just search M- Meredith Finch. And Ig Guara. Ig Guara. He's a phenomenal artist. It's beautiful. His lines are gorgeous. And he's really doing a fantastic job of yeah. just living in this... Swords and sandals, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it almost
2: uh, reminds me of uh, Bone, too. Hey, Jeff Smith? A little bit? Yeah, you feel Bone.
0: It? Okay. I don't see that there. Maybe a little bit for the sort of non-human characters. Well, yeah. Well, yeah I, I mean, I say. would just say, like,
2: the feeling of Bone. Well, oh, there you go again. Thorn, wasn't her name? Thorn, yeah, Thorn. Yeah, <laughs> Thorn was, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, was, it, it reminds me of like, the feeling of Bone, like sort of in that same sort of world uh, with magic and, like, these creatures and, you know, stuff like that.
3: Uh, but,
2: uh, yeah, yeah, great book. Yeah. Uh, so, up next... Is uh, at number four
0: Is Defenders number one Yes from Marvel great, Comics
2: Great issue man I can't wait for this The cover go. is
0: poster worthy right
2: Yeah uh, definitely. definitely And it's, and it's written by Brian Michael Bendis, Bendis. Yes Great um, uh, Who's the artist
0: Raphael Marquez Yeah
2: um, And so basically This is the story of Diamond Head Yes Diamond Head or Diamondback right. Diamondback. Diamondback, Diamondback, sorry. Correct. Diamondhead's the mountain in Hawaii. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so Diamondback is returning. They thought he was dead, uh, and he has this just hellbent um, rage against the defenders. So you know you got Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Daredevil, um, and he's going after these these characters.
0: Does this get you pumped for the show? Yes. I, I mean they timed time this, time this right. Really.
2: This the show comes out in August. August. Perfect. Um, at the end of the summer, and I, yeah, this definitely. makes So me wanna, if this is
0: June 14th, we're gonna have like two more, two issues, more issues, and then Defender comes out.
2: Yeah, uh, but, uh, but this was basically Diamondback is going after the Defenders. defenders. He attacks he them. He shoots Jessica Jones. Jones. She, she goes, goes to the hospital. Apparently, she's not bulletproof. I was only um, a little
0: bummed they didn't show that. Yeah, yeah. right. Like I, 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 well, they like, only showed
2: yeah. Luke cages because they're sort of focusing yeah. on him. Yeah, why for did a they? You know, anyway. I, I love don't know. the intro it went along pages. with the intros. That's don't you like why. those little intro pages yeah, they, they cool. did
0: here? And then the font with, you know, it was Iron yeah. Fist. And, and yeah, loopy. you had the background of, like,
2: past, past like, stories. It was, like, their origin
0: yeah. in one picture. Yeah, it was great.
2: It was great. Um, and, yeah, so so basically the defenders sort of come together um, because they all four of them were attacked by Diamondback. And uh, so basically... They're on defense here. Yeah, they're getting attacked. So... At the yeah, end of the book, book, you sort of get like, "Well, we maybe we should team, team up <laughs> and be some, some sort of <laughs> defenders."
0: Avengers down here on the like Avengers will do the sky stuff. Yeah, we'll do the down on the ground stuff.
2: We'll uh, defend.
0: Yeah, the ground. It was here.
2: almost that cheesy.
0: Like it was close <laughs> to being that cheesy. <laughs> but but it, I was like, I was okay with it. I was, yeah, I totally it was cool. almost
2: was like at the end hard hard of hard at hard the hard end hard hard of what was it? It was at the end of I think Avengers two. Yeah, where they ended. Yeah, yeah, it was Avengers right? 2, oh, yeah, Age of yeah. Ultron. So and he goes like, uh, Avengers? And then and the, the movie goes, goes to black. black. Yeah, It was, it was almost like, like that movie at movie the end of this book. book. It was great.
0: Yeah, it was just a well-done first issue, I thought. The art's great. This is another stunning yeah. art, almost art winner here. And might be my third place art winner if I were to pick one. But they show a little flashback when Luke Cage is being attacked by this rocket launcher. And he saves these little girls in, in his town. It's detailed. I mean, so yeah, gloriously done, right? and how he jumps away with the action and saves the girls and <laughs> the
2: groceries go flying, a yeah. Yeah. bunch of food.
0: Beautiful, beautiful panel, like maybe one of my favorite panels of the week was that uh, Luke Cage saving those two girls and that rocket launcher exploding behind them. It was just very cool looking and I just thought, man, great. Uh, you know, my expectations were maybe a little low with the four of them, but they're pairing them together just right. and. Yeah. It's just fitting together nicely yeah. and they're, man, I'm glad Marvel's really paying attention yeah. to making this right for leading up to Defenders. I think,
2: uh, you know, going off of like what Daredevil, Daredevil is such a good character to do team up with, because he's, uh, right now, he's just, he's perfect for it. He's yeah. he just, like in the comic book, nobody knows who he is anymore. Um, so nobody, he's sort of back to being like this Batman figure almost, but he's, you expect him to be this Batman figure because he's sort of like he's in this dark suit and like he's sort of being mysterious, but like he says some of the funniest stuff. Yeah, he does. Like, it's it, it like was a little great. lightheartedness. Daredevil uh, Daredevil's one of my favorite characters in the Marvel universe. Uh, yeah, you know, me so too. I uh, I loved this book. I love uh, all the characters coming together. I love team ups. So this was uh, this was a fun book. They're definitely on top.
0: And hard to do these team ups, and they pulled it off. Yes. Like, I, I'm really happy. So grab Defenders. Go get it. It's just starting now, and, man, a couple issues before we get to see it on Netflix.
2: Very yeah. cool. The hope cool. as good as this. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Well, here we go now, breaking into the top three. So here we go, the best of the three. Starting out at number three was Mindbender, issue number two. What What'd you think of Mindbender, Jables?
2: Um, coming off of issue number one, this wasn't as good for me. Um, issue number one was... What? Was, issue number one was was Shocking. Yeah. You know, I guess yeah. I would say. So so it's hard to come that, off of that, but, but it, was it was still a good book. book. Uh, you, you get, get to, to know, know this character. I forget his name already. I don't think his name is mentioned in this book. Yeah, I don't uh, think it was. But, but he, he, he's the kid he from, the from the first one. one. Uh, basically, basically, it's uh, so it's written by uh, James Pruitt yep. and uh, drawn by Federico DeLuca. De Correct. Uh, this so is from
0: Scout so Comics, by the way, so it might be a little tough to find it. But this is my color artist pick winner of the week. The colorist have a here. A lot of
2: winners of the week. I know this is a great
0: week of comics, but <laughs> the coloring on this was my favorite of all the coloring I'd seen this week. Uh, maybe number two being regression, but gorgeous, gorgeous wanna, purple and blues. Be and
2: careful where you're sharing all those favorites of the week because, you know, sprinkling it all, all over the place.
0: <laughs> hey, that's, that's that's how my love works. It's a uh, the validity of the no favorites balance.
2: of the week is going down. I'm
1: just kidding. Uh, anyway, uh, but, this but this was uh,
2: this was trippy. Again, it's a very trippy, almost uh, what was uh what's the uh, the name of the show Legion uh, yeah, Very Legion-esque So he basically He's back on the streets And he's still In his head Like this little kid He goes to like Get a happy meal Yeah Like he gets a happy meal and, like, He's been in a psychiatric and, like,
0: ward Not talking to anyone For like 20 years yeah. Which is crazy
2: So basically he's out On the streets Sort of For the first time In a really long time He He's interacting with people Strangely, and he, he has, has these crazy powers, powers where he can like create money out of nowhere. nowhere. Like he duplicates he, dollar does bills. It,
0: does he remind you like he reminds me of Doctor Manhattan? Yeah, or yeah. because like, is you don't really know how it is his, Dr. his powers is has have like no limit. kid,
2: yeah. yeah.
0: And, like his powers have this guy in this um, in Mind His it just seems like he has limitless power. He yeah. can and do whatever like, he thinks, and he can just do it. He does.
2: Sti- he does, does stuff that he doesn't even know he does either. Too like there's this part where these cops attack him. And then then all all of a sudden, sudden just like, boom, there's a big hole in the street. And he's like, I did that? Yeah. It's it's crazy.
0: Yeah. And he's ultimately, that's what you got in the issue number one, was uh, his sort of powers have awakened. But he was in a psychiatric ward because his parents were killed. And he doesn't speak. And there was this young woman that actually got him to speak. And his powers are just starting to explode. And he can't hold it back anymore. And he just kind of walks out of the psychiatric ward. And this is him. He
2: vanishes. Yeah. Or walks through a wall.
0: Yeah. And now he's just sort of out on the street wreaking havoc and uh, with very little yeah. regard to what's going on. Like, yeah, is he, he good? Is he bad? We don't know at this point. Yeah,
2: like, yeah it was uh, definitely, um, I, like I said, it's not as good as the first issue because the first issue was just so so shocking to me. Uh, so it, it was a good issue, though. I, I will definitely say that uh, I'm interested to see where this is going to go. Yes, me so.
0: too. Well, coming in at number two is the art and art cover winner for me of the week. And of course, we just had the interview with Mr. Danny Luckert. He's the artist of uh, the uh, Regression, issue number two from Marvel, from Image Comics, written by Cullen Bunn, who's doing everything, and uh, art by Danny Luckert and beautiful colors from Marie Enger. But tell me what you think of the cover, which I was my cover pick winner. Take a good look at this, Jables. What do you think of Regression, issue number two's cover?
2: Uh, it's it's like, like a crypt. crypt. Uh, it's, it's, it's very bright. bright. It, yeah. It's very um, different from like what the book, book
0: is. Like it's yeah. in a loading screen of the Matrix. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: that's pretty good. And it's look at
0: the good. scarabs and the cockroaches that he he uses to make this sort of beautiful, yeah. strange, uh, like, Roman cathedral. If, you're, if, it's crazy. if I'm
2: speaking, like, purely metaphorical, uh, if you're looking at this, like, as a weird... Uh, I don't know, like metaphor. Like at the top, there's like these angels. Yes. The middle is sort of like the real world, and uh-huh. you have this hole in the center, what which is I would that? say like is like purgatory almost, and then like the bottom is hell.
0: Yeah. You know, it, With it's this weird cool. steampunky cockroachy thing.
2: Yeah. I mean, just speaking completely metaphor, I'm, I'm region, but that's some I don't know. I picked up on, but uh, hmm. this this book, uh, again, is just super trippy. Yes. Uh, again again, sort sort of reminds me a little little bit of like legion uh the show legion uh just because this guy's losing his mind yeah and And, like he's pulling pulling bugs out of his mouth mouth. yeah and you're like how Uh, the hell like but he 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 knows knows and we know that that it's fake fake, that it's it's not really happening or is it uh right we don't know uh we know he's just kind of a crazy person yeah and um there it's been sort of spoiled already that he, uh, well, not spoiled. Uh, from, issue say, yeah, yeah, from, issue from issue one. Yeah, from issue one, that, that he has this dual, dual personality, personality, this, like, regressed mm-hmm. piece of, of, of uh, uh, I don't know, from like, psyche that's been just completely shut down, down for most of his life. Of his life. Nice. But it, 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 it also it might, might be, like, a reincarnated, reincarnated soul. soul. Uh-huh. Like, from, like, Very back nice. in, like, the, like English, English, you know, back in the day. So... Where, where this is going, snoring. I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, it's trippy. Uh, I like it. Uh, art, is art is great. Uh, um, is he going to get better? Is he just going to go on this crazy rampage? Berserkoids, yeah. Who knows? Uh, great, great job, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Uh, Danny Leckert, you did real good, too. I would say that this is some great art.
0: I'm laying back on this one a little because of the interview. Him yeah, and I we broke talked, it down, yeah. so yeah, I'm yeah, letting you is, do your thing. A this is a longer. good book. Uh, you know, I'm excited <laughs> to see
2: where it's going to go. Right. How did these cops not figure out who this guy is, though?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's you know. fingerprints on the wall, for my <laughs>
2: sake. But anyway, they're just, hot know, on the screen. It
0: could happen. It <laughs> anyway, right.
2: uh, uh, great book. Uh, definitely, definitely read number one, one and number two, two, two of this. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. So, so moving on. Number on, one, one of this week,
0: right? The numero uno. Well, they beat them all, in my opinion. And uh, this happens often where this particular comic has been number one uh, many times for me. Uh, it is a Eisner winner. I think this particular issue should win an Eisner. It's Harrow <laughs> County, issue number 24, written by Colin Bunn again. He's number one yeah. and number two with Regression and with this. Yeah, he's reading, uh, he did X-Men Blue this he did week, did too. Blue, he I think, was X-Men's there one Blue. more? Oh, Unsound was last week. Yes. yes. He did Unsound through Boom. But Colin Bunn doing the writing and art by Tyler Crook. And to go way to the end, which is weird, uh, not to spoil the ending, but... There is an article, there is uh, always sort of a spooky story at the end, or even a single page that's kind of unrelated to Harrow County, and this one really had a personal story shared by Tyler Crook about his father, and uh, it doesn't paint his father into the best of pictures, although uh, it's a complex thing, you know, family members, it can be, but it's a personal story from Tyler Crook uh, that's a horrifying story that I may never forget. Um, because of the sort of personal aspect of how it re- reflects to Tyler's life, and uh, it's just something you have to read. It's not very long, and there's an individual picture he does to sort of uh, add weight or gravity to that little story, and uh, it's it's haunting. I'll show you when we uh, flick down yeah. to the end. But this is this is the Civil War one. This is uh, <laughs> this is Captain America and um, and and Iron Man fighting. This is Emmy and Bernice. Uh, going at each other and fighting because Bernice now has come she's sort of now embracing that she is a witch because Mrs. Lovely died and she's kind of taking over this role as the town protector of Harrow County's protector and she's saying that these hates that are in Harrow County are all really Emmy's fault and so she yeah. has no choice but to fight her.
2: Yeah this is a um, I, would I would say, say it reminds me talk. a lot of a darker, a, a darker version of, like, the Spiderwick, Spiderwick Chronicles. I used yes. to read those as a kid. Uh, basically, uh, basically like these, the there's these fairies-type type creatures. creatures uh, fairy, fairy, goblin, all that, that kind of stuff. Living, Living in, in Harrow County. County and, and basically, uh, Emmy is her name, right? The blonde. The yep, blonde. Yeah. M- yeah. Emmy, Emmy and Bernice, uh, uh, they know about all this stuff. stuff. Most, most people don't, I would say. say. Um, and, and so, Emmy is on the side of, like, let's, you know... Liberate, liberate the haints. Let's be friendly and you yeah. know whatever. Bernice, Bernice is on the side, like, no, they're, they're bad. You know, yeah, they're, they're caused nothing but problems and and, and I need to protect them. them. They need to be um, out. Yeah. Uh, and I so, love this
0: frog totem that she has. Yeah, yeah you know, and it like makes it, makes it rain
2: frogs. frogs. Yeah,
0: it's like it's very scary. end of the world biblical cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria, uh going on with that. Yeah.
2: Raining rain rain and cats, cats and dogs living <laughs> together. Thank you. Mass, mass hysteria, uh Ghostbusters. Exactly. Anyway, but uh so basically like yeah, so she traps her in like this circle. Yeah. Uh, this very witchcrafty, witchcraft-y circle oh, no, with, with and, rocks uh, and her own blood. Her own blood, yeah. And so, so you, you learn, learn, you get this, this sort of relationship that, that they're, sort they're sort of dealing with, this with at this book. moment, like, like where, where Bernice, Bernice is like, I don't want, want to do this, but you're making me do this yeah. because you're, you're supporting, supporting these haints and they're bad and for this town. town. I'm trying to protect and, these people. And Emmy's like, No, like I'm just trying to. We can all get along. Like we can all get along and whatever. And then you sort of realize at the end of this book, like. There's they're another. both misunderstood. Yeah. They're both misunderstood, and they both are being manip- bamboozled, manipulated. <laughs> Correct. Bamboozled. I like bamboozled. That's I like I, that. That's a mm. more fun word. Uh, Someone's so yeah, doing shenanigans. Someone's something, doing something, <laughs> and uh, they are. I would say they're they're sort of being manipulated, and and they're fighting because of this. Yes. And I don't want to explain too much because yeah. it is a uh, it is sort of a reveal. Yes.
0: Yeah as a thread that has been happening quite often in Harrow County, which we don't want to totally spoil, but there is ultimately a third party that's manipulating the two of them and is purposefully putting them against each other, you know, so it's it's nice as to what's uncovered later on here, but even their sort of weird rabbit goblins, um, whereas they're conflicted in this fight, and then there's the weird skin boy that has no skin, where the skin's in the bag. I don't know why she just doesn't give him his skin back. But yeah, the boy yeah. with no skin and his body runs around. That and scene is is, is yeah. very very violent, very aggressive. When he's standing back but not sure, like mom and dad stop fighting. Like who do I attack? <laughs> right?
2: Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, it's yeah, very great. good. He's, he's sort, sort of protecting both, both of, them.
0: of them. He's like uh, waiting to jump in at the right moment because yeah. he's like, well, what do I do? I don't want him to fight. And so like it seems like he jumps in when one's taking the upper hand.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Just, and, and the, the way he the way he does it too, too is he just like like when they, they figure out like uh, that they're, they're being sort of manipulated he just kind of like knocks over, knocks over, over one of the trap, trap rocks. rocks. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just sort like, like, you can go. Eh. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> like the
0: simplest of things, but he didn't do that prior. Yeah, he was kind of like conflicted. I loved that aspect of it. It was. It reminds me of Gollum. This character very much
2: not so evil. The skinny, the skinless boy. This is a this is a good book, and the reveal was definitely worth it. Yes.
1: Again, again this, this is one, one that I've
2: jumped, jumped on in later issues. I've maybe read the last four or five um, because they've been on the list and, and uh, I don't get too much of the character motivation from this as I wish I could, but I do get it because i I have read a little bit more than I have with like Green Valley. Uh, but uh, again, this is great, great writing. Um, yes. did I inspire you
0: to go back in picking
2: this? Yeah. I mean, but, with, with most, most books, books that, that I read with you, you like eventually, eventually I'm gonna go back. back. I nice. just know it. But, but
0: um, this is one I strongly recommend. Multi Eisner winner. Uh, it's already being optioned for a movie and TV series, both. I don't know how they're gonna do that, but it's like <laughs> everyone's optioning it, and it's gonna be stuff in the future. So uh, go back. I just
2: like, to be honest, I like seeing the crazy crazy witchcraft witchcraft that they're doing yes it's cool to see Uh, much much like 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 you would see, say with like James Bond's Bond's gadgets and stuff like that but uh uh, great great book great art great Great writing
0: yes good stuff yes 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 that's why it's the number one pick of the week so uh, there you go folks there you have it that's all of it that's our comic book recommendations this week for new comic book day June 14th please go to a local comic book shop and buy these immediately tell them Chris and Justin from Sunspots Comics sent you Look at you weird, but who cares? If you have any questions, comments, or you'd like a personal comic book recommendation, just email me directly at Chris at Sunspots Comics or
2: Justin at Sunspots Comics.
0: And if we read your email and choose it and discuss it on a future podcast, we will send you a little comic book something just as a thank you from us. And <laughs> please sign up for our newsletter on Sunspots Comics dot slash contact and.
2: Please tune in next week for issue number 112 of the podcast where we are going to be uh, reading a list of 26 new comic books for June 21st uh, with two new number ones. Um, so 28. Yeah, 28. It's a big week. Yeah. So uh, some of those are, you know, Alien Defiance. Yeah. Quick uh, peek. Quick peek uh, into of the what's Galaxy, coming out. Batman. 25. Uh, uh, Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, yes. Daredevil right
0: now. Darth Vader number two. Darth Vader number two. I think that's uh, Colin Bunn too. Uh, Darth Vader. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Yeah. Holy moly. Dark Strange He's Cliffs, everything.
2: Invincible 137. Invincible 137 uh, is coming my out next book week. Of all time. So uh, part two, five of yeah, the 12. In yeah, 12, yeah. 12, it's over.
0: Oh man, I'm so sad. Over, 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 um, forever. Yeah makes me sad to say those words out loud.
2: So check out issue number 112 when it comes out. Um, we're going to be talking about a bunch of good books. Yes. I the, the list is probably going to be pretty long, yep. I have a feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so
0: there it is. Yes, there it is. Thank you. It's going to be another, another super amazing week of comics, so please just subscribe, tune in, and tell a nerd friend to check out sunspotscomics.com. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to help us,
2: uh, please subscribe to it on iTunes and give us a positive review of five stars if you wanna uh, we'll personally thank you from here on the podcast and we'll give you a little shout-a-rooney shout rooney uh, but yeah so
0: go for it very much thank you again for, for listening and we'll leave you with the wise words from Adam West like we did last week due to his passing recently he said I've always tried to fit what I do professionally into my family rather than the other way around so, wise words from Mr. Adam, Mr. Adam West. And be like water, my friends. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.
2: Later. I'm not as tall as the rest of the game, but I rap to the beat just the same. I got a little face and a pair of on. All i am here to do, ladies, is hypnotized. I sing it on and it on and on and on. The beat don't stop until the break door. I sing it on and on and on and on and on. Like a hot body to pop, to pop, to pop. Give it, pop pop, to pop, pop. You don't dare stop or come alive, yo. Give me what you got I guess by now you can take a hunch And find that I am the baby of the bunch But that's okay, I still keep in stride Cause all I'm here to do is just wiggle your behind Sing it on and, and on and on and on The beat don't stop until the break of dawn Sing it on and, and on and on and on and on Rock, rock, you I good on the floor
0: I'm gonna freak you here, I'm gonna freak you there I'm gonna move you out of this atmosphere Cause I'm one of a kind and I'll shock your mind
1: Looking for a place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where love no further
0: friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow It's Sunspots Comics now